The Reaper, the Maelstrom, and the Thief is a Dungeons & Dragons show by Rollcast, intended for mature audiences. It contains mature themes, strong language, violence, and drug references. Full content warnings can be found in the episode description. Hello and welcome back to Rollcast and our campaign of The Reaper, the Maelstrom, and the Thief. As usual, I'm your DM, Tom. <laughs> JB is the one who was gesticulating wildly a second ago, also our bard Ragnarok. Yes. Joining him next to him in real life and also on his camera feed is our cleric Gregor, played by Coogan. Real now life then. Coogan. It's real life Coogan. <laughs> I like and it. finally, I like it. of course, we have our Stoic monk, never swayed by anger or anything like that. Ivok Mylart, played of course by Gaz. I do. <laughs> Peace of mind. He's definitely never lost his shit. Yeah. Anyway, guys, as has slowly becoming our thing just before we actually start and whatnot, I have a question for your characters. Of hopefully pull you out a little bit. So... My question, to begin with, is to start with you, Rag. Oh, God. So, we're quite often told that our bonds are, like, the things that make us the most and whatnot. So, outside of the party, because obviously you are very close to uh, Ivok and Gregor, who is the person that you, Rag, has have the closest bond with in all of the Aflock? And Why? I'd love to tell you, but I've forgotten her name. It's been so long since I can remember her. Um, she's she's very pretty though. She's very pretty, and she uh, she plays very good music. Is she by? Any she has she she has. Um, she always has treble clefts and musical notes just flowing around every time she plays. I don't know. Rag's always been trying to emulate it, really. Um, but he hasn't succeeded. Am I right in but thinking from... that you're talking about Laurel or Laurel? Yes. Laurel Silverhand Aronson. That's the one. Is that the one? There she is in all her glory. You can see her in front of me now. So yeah, it's her. So why? why we've got a very close bond. We've got a very close bond. So why? Why do you guys have that close bond then? What is? What is it about well, Laurel? I bumped into her one day. A rag bumped into her one day uh, while he was just busking and playing outside in some grebby streets near some old taverns. Uh, she sort of took a little bit of a liking to him. So, uh, she came over and started joining in with the music he was playing. And that's when he saw all of these notes just flying around her instrument. Um, and it was a bit of an inspiration for him. So, uh, uh, she, she liked what he was playing and she took him to a castle to play for a lot of, for a lot of posh twats, really. Um... And he did well. 
Rag did well for himself there. Got himself some coin, some nicely dressed fine clothes. Um, and and he had a really good night with her. Did he but, not? But yeah, yeah, we he he hit it so off I'm with her pretty pretty well that night. But he's he's not seen her since. I was going to say, am I um, right in thinking that you kind of got accepted into her group at some point as well? Yeah, yeah. yeah the, I saw a uh, lot of with her six siblings and whatnot, following yeah. the Aronson Forming. seven. Yeah, yeah. Absolute nutcases. They all wear absolute nutcases. And of course, but, uh, I, the, they liked what I was doing for some reason. Um, and we just had a cracking night. So I was accepted, but that's it. It's never gone any further than that. But I do intend to find her again one day. I didn't stick around long enough for that to 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 beat turn into anything. Because uh, Rag's a bit of a loner, so he. He takes his life of solitude on the road with him. Um, and here I am with these also Retro nutters. <laughs> so Rag, Rag seems to attract nutters. Cheers. Speaking of which, seeing as one has just so aptly interrupted Rag, Gregor, right. before this group, That's obviously, it. who was your strongest bond with and and why? <sighs> wow, my strongest bond would have to be Gail. Uh, it was a cleric. It was a cleric at uh, the Church of Talos, where I was raised as an egg. Um, wasn't I? Wouldn't say it was the best role model. I mean, he smoked, he drank a lot. Um, also, he was a bit of a cheater as well. It just it was a bit of a yeah, a bit of a scumbag. But he always treated me with respect. He punished me severely when I did something wrong, but. At the end of the day, I think it was for my own good, really, to survive in the Church of Talos. Uh, unfortunately, he's he passed away um, when he was about. I think he was about in his eighties at that point. He, he passed away peacefully, but mm. he he always he always looked after me. I mean, even when I was trying to find out what happened to my parents or stuff like that, he told me the whole story, and that's what led me to try and raise up in the ranks of the clerics, especially in Talos. Um, he, always, he taught me hand-to-hand combat. He taught me how to survive, like say, in the church, with me being the only dragonborn in the church. It was, it was, hmm. Life was very hard for me at that point, but I always had him to kind of just steady, steady myself instead okay. of falling off the rails. So he was, he was kind of a father figure to Gregor when you obviously hadn't had one after being orphaned as an egg. Yes, of course. I mean, I still don't know what happened to my actual father. From what I know is he left me, my father left me there and he wanted to go find my mother, I believe. Okay. And he never came back. And mm. it's a bit odd from what you said about Gail. He seems like he... Leaking beer. It <laughs> seems like Gail was actually quite a uh, kind-hearted, compassionate fellow, which obviously is a a little odd when it comes to Talos, is it not? Talos being Very. quite vengeful, fury and whatnot. Well, like I say, he was very harsh in his punishments when I ran away from home at a young age. He, he didn't help, held anything back. 
But it taught me to be stronger and to really take, not to sound too bad, but take a beating, really. A trial by fire, Uh, essentially. Basically, yes. But I think deep inside, I don't think he was really with Talos. I think he kind of lost his way. And I think he had this prickly outer shell. But inside, I think he wanted to be a good person, really. And I think raising me, I think, was his redemption. Interesting you say that. It sounds similar to your group at the moment. But I would say so. I mean, I'm I'm with a good group of people. I've learned to stick together, though, because <laughs> safety in numbers, really. <laughs> Even though these people have nearly killed me a couple of times. Rag. What? So moving on to our moral paragon of virtue, then, seen as... I nearly I fell that. off a cliff! And I saved you. He saved you. Just. Just. He saved him. Moving on to our Paragon of Virtue, seeing as I noticed him laughing there when a good group was mentioned. <laughs> Ivok, how about you? What, what is, have you, as a monk, have you, as a monk of Harrensay, have you developed close bonds before you met this group? And if so, what, what kind of formed those bonds for you? Oh. Oh, you asked me to trail back some years there. <laughs> but now you mentioned Harrensay, I remember it well. I would say my bond was the guild itself. The, the bond of being a monk, training to be loyal to Magia. And indeed my comrades. That was all I knew. That was the bond. No singular bond. It was the symbol of the spider. Okay. So, you say that your bond was with the guild itself, so was it just, was there any particular people within the guild itself, or was it just just the overall being in the guild that kind of helped develop those bonds for you? Yes, no, we were encouraged never to think in um, singular terms, as an individual. We were more encouraged to be a symbol, and as a symbol help those around us. So I would say the bond was the guild. We all worked towards that same thing. That's why it was such a devastating blow. Of course. I lost it. Of course. Well, we've ended on, we've ended these questions on quite a nice happy note though, I think. Yeah, I'm I'm quite happy with it. (laughs) It was nice remembering Gil. <laughs> he says that as Ivok is just like tearing up a little bit, remembering his lost comrades. I don't think <laughs> well, you understand the sarcasm there, Gregor. You trail down roads that are difficult. <laughs> uh, it was his happy and not happy memories. That's all, that's all I got to say about Gregor. Welcome to the table. So the last time that we were all together, you guys had finally managed to get to the lower areas of the Mistral Mines. Uh, Gregor had uh, tried leading you around and failed a little bit. Um, And as you guys had returned back to the entranceway, you were confronted by two large, monstrous umber hulks. You were attacked by both of them. Um, Half the group had already set off to the deeper recesses of the mines, 
leaving behind only you three, Dravlan, um, Raynor, and Fu. Unfortunately, Dravlan being a Not sure where Coogan has gone. <laughs> not sure if I'm going to edit that part out or not. I'll probably edit it out. He <laughs> just waited to enter the summary. <laughs> thanks for thanks for that. I'm not quite sure where I was. Um yeah. Unfortunately, obviously with uh Dravlan being a cleric of Lafanda, he is unable to really According to him, he's unable to perform in combat, so he ran off to find the others, essentially. However, the three of you, alongside Fu and Reyna, were able to handle yourselves quite admirably, and you, all of you managed to take down the two Umberhulks with relative ease. There was a little bit of injuries here and there, but nothing nothing too serious. Uh, Ivok delivering the finishing blow on one of them and even getting a mandible as a reward for his looting. You all continued further into the caverns um, and you came across into a giant chamber basically with um, with new mine crystals still embedded in the walls, many of them still glowing their natural white colour indicating that it is uh, it's actually before they've been changed by the crystal elves, before they've got any of their true magical properties. Um, bits and bobs happened we'll say in these chambers as you all start to explore, a lot of darkness involved, uh, literally, physically. So yeah, unfortunately, as you all kind of explored, Gregor didn't quite pay attention to where he was walking and ended up falling down a large chasm, like potentially hundreds, thousands of feet deep. Luckily for him though, Rag was able to essentially perceive what was going on. And although they had a bit of a struggle at times, it almost looked as though Rag was going to drop Gregor down the hole at one point, they did actually manage to get back to the surface. Um, it was very close at times, and like I say, Gregor almost perished there and then if it was not for the quick actions of Rag. After that, a little bit of normalcy resumed again with the group exploring. However, just before they entered into a small tunnel, it became apparent that there was a figure crouched, uh, lent essentially against the wall bleeding quite badly. This figure was a crystal elf who informed them that he and his brethren had been attacked by a small group of humanoids essentially, all wearing robes and cloaks. Many of them were dragged into the further recesses of the caverns of the mines. He himself tried to put up a fight but found himself gravely, gravely injured. As a show of mercy Rag offered to put this elf out of his misery however in a rare show of compassion Raynor actually stepped in saying that it takes it should be an elf that claims another elf's life oh, I kind tried put, to save him didn't I he did yes Gregor tried to save this crystal elf but unfortunately this elf was a bit too far gone so at that point Rag offered to end his life and Raynor like I say, I said that an elf should be the one to end another elf's life. Kind of finally putting to rest whether or not Raynor is an elf or not. If you ever so, heard, if you ever heard their conversation, you 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 may have ever heard Raynor discussing with this dying elf why he doesn't like being referred to as one. 
nonetheless, he did the dirty deed, as it were. And you explored further, till you came across two large turntables that would be used for transporting the tra- uh, the mine carts onto an elevator. You all stood on the elevator in a solemn silence and departed further and further down the mine shaft until eventually the elevator came to a shuddering halt. As you exited the elevator, you came across a you came out into a long stone natural corridor, and where it should have opened out into a chamber, you were met with a row of lanterns essentially, glowing a sickly green colour, leading up to some stone stairs and obsidian black coloured spires reaching up, forming a building. In the centre of this building was a set of large double doors with a white skull daubed on them. A skull that you all are starting to recognise now as the Sigil of Merkel. As you all stood in silence, leading up to these stairs, the doors cracked open. The smell of death leaked out, alongside a small amount of smoke. That's where we join you. Outside of the Temple of Merkel, which is beckoning you inside. Does it smell of yeah. death? Do we dare? Can we have a log rest first? <laughs> <laughs> I do not know if I would have uh, classed if I, if I would have termed it as a long rest as such, uh, Gregor. But yes, I believe that it may be prudent of us to uh, some of us to take watch the ones who have not really had to do too much. Uh, I believe you uh, kind of. Amrys looks back and sees, you know, you kind of blooded, you're all a little bit blooded and stuff. A lot of the blood isn't yours, a lot of the blood is to do with the Umberhawks, but he also notices Gregor just kind of still catching his breath after his little excursion down a chasm. Some of you are obviously uh, in need of some form of rest, so maybe it might be wise for uh, a few of us, uh, myself and Abchar uh, maybe, to take one. Yes. Whilst you all It'd rest. be wise of the muscle of the group to take a rest. After what yes. we've just experienced. Yes, yes, I do believe that might be alright. So I will allow Fu and Raynor to rest, of course. And, of course, though, if uh, if anyone is to exit from the temple, I believe it may be those ruffians which murdered one of the natives in the uh, upper floors. So we may need to, ov- obviously, wake you all up. Of course, of course. Very well, very well. If you would all like to uh, find some place to rest for the next couple of hours, then yes, you you may rest as long as it required. Kind of like <sighs> reaches his arm out and kind of like points, you know, you know, like gestures away from the glowing green lanterns into like the co- a corner of the cave, which is kind of it's almost pitch black. Right, yep, yeah, I'm just gonna just follow from where he's pointing and just go head straight into the dark corner. Let's rest yeah. up. Ivok, are you resting as well? Mm-hmm. Yes. I'll go to that corner and I will just get in a meditation pose. Okay, let's fast forward eight, actually. L- fucking hell. You know how uh, JB was doing his pre-rolls and was getting natural ones all the time? Yes. Guess who just started the stream with a natural 20? And it doesn't matter because it was just checking a random thing. 
Um, yeah. We'll fast forward eight hours then. So like a You are all awaken, feeling rested. All of your spell slots are back. All of your health is back to normal. You're all 100% fine. The only issue is that it's still dark all around you. So whilst you all feel rested, you all feel a little, a little weird that you fell asleep. It was dark. You've woken up. It's dark. You're not quite sure how much time has actually passed um, since you all went into the mines, really. I was going to say, do we all feel rested, though? You all do feel rested, yes. Mm. Right, yes, I, just, you... I just get up. It's like, I am fully healed. <sighs> so, time eludes me in this place, Ivok. I can only go by... It's Restoration. Just... I feel well rested, however long it's been. Yeah, as do I. It's just always fucking dark in this place. I say we get the job done, get back Let's up the get line. out. Yeah, agreed. Good plan, good plan. Gregor, you with us? I am. I'm with you all the way. Let's get this moving, then. So, as you guys all start approaching the team again, then, um, you can see that... Fu and Reyno were also napping. Fu was just kind of like, similar to Ivok, almost meditatively, like sat on a rock, just legs crossed, hands on his knees, and just eyes closed. Reyno was literally splayed across a rock. Just like, out cold on a rock. Um, as you start approaching them, Fu just literally opens one eye. Oh, time for us to depart, I guess. Yep, it's time. Yeah. We believe so. We don't know what time it is, but... He kind of picks up a small pebble and kind of like just looks at it, looks over at Fu and just launches it. It misses him slightly, but it hits the rock close enough for him to just... Argh! Argh! I was asleep. Argh. Let's go. Oh, it's pretty wide, that one, isn't it? <laughs> You'll have no Quiet. idea. You Come all... on, Raynor. So who else have we got? Who's up? So as you're approaching, you can see that Redmond is just kind of... He's flicking through his books. He's flicking through some notes very, very quickly. Oh, oh, um... Oh, wow, you're awake! Oh my god, yay! We can go in! It is terrifying up there. I, uh, when you guys were asleep, I kind of crept a little bit towards the door, see what I could, you know, see. See if an archaeologist like myself could figure some stuff out, but, um... No. Any luck? But yeah, it's it's a big door, and it's got a white skull on it. And it's... Uh, it's very ominous. I just I just turned to Ivok and Rag. We're gonna die in here. Yeah, I thought <laughs> I'd have a little bit are. more information on that, to be honest. It's a big door and it's really ominous. We put, I mean, we're going we into a temple our, of death. Are we putting our trust in this priest here? I'm Tell not me, a priest, I'm an archaeologist. archaeologist. Tell me, did you do any training to become an archaeologist? Well, it's funny you should say that. No. I was born <laughs> in a rich family. And, you know, I wasn't really wanting for any money or anything. So I just thought, you know what's great? Raiding the tombs of 
Long dead people. You learn a lot. It's really cool. <laughs> as he's speaking, I'm just walking. It's yeah, like, I we're going to die. So Might as well just go. go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not going to listen to him rambling on. <laughs> yeah, he's literally rambling as you guys. He's kind of like got his head like looking at his notes as you guys are walking on. He just looks up. And oh, this. It happened again. <laughs> um. Dravlan is kind of conversing along with Ebchar quite animatedly, and uh, they 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 notice you approaching. They don't try and hide their conversation, but they're not exactly welcoming you towards their conversation. Oh um, great, Ebchar's here. Of course I'm here. Where the <laughs> fuck would I have gone, Ivor? Oh, I'm just saying, I'm so relieved. So Do we need I some sort of head it? count? Oh, we're all ready to go. There should be ten of us here, including your dragon. Right. I believe head counting is your uh, area. Right. Oh no, maybe your father, Amrius. Where is he? <laughs> Where is he? As you're, as you're just kind of looking around, you see, like from the corner of your eye, you see Ebchar just reaching for his handle of his sword and then just not worth it it just stomps off no no it's not can I have it's a look really for not. Bimit have I got the wrong he person con he continues walking um you can look for Bimit yes Some. um roll a perception check and Ivok what do you mean are you thinking of the wrong person who is the posh one that I don't like that's, that's Amrius Ebchar oh. is his son. Sorry, Ebchar. I. It's quite it's all right. <laughs> I get it is, is, you for is his father. Walking away. <laughs> is he walking away? He's just. It's all right. Fine. It's just, just your father. I don't like. <laughs> no one does. Just stomping away. Um, Gregor, what did you get with your perception roll? Ten. Ten. Um, you're looking around and. Takes you a second or two. You can't see the human form of Bimit anywhere. Bimit, are you here? You just hear like a yes, Bimit here. And oh. you look up and you can see Bimit's kind of like clasping onto the cave wall, just like above ah, you. there you are, Bimit. It's been a while uh, since Bimit was in his true form, so Bimit wanted to uh, explore. That's absolutely fine. You do what you want. Um, just a quick question. Can yes. I have my weapon back, please? Which weapon? I lent you a staff. When you turned into human form, do you remember? Bimit does not remember, but any items that Bimit had when Bimit was glorious human form will be at the base of the steps for the weird building. Ah, fair enough. Yeah, I just I'll look I'll look for my uh, my staff. Yeah, the staff is literally like laid very delicately up the stairs. <laughs> Did you have to oblige, find Bimit. anything? Bimit? Bimit found delicious dwarf. <laughs> alive? Should I ask? Uh, <laughs> it was alive when Bimit found it. Still Moving on, let's go in. <laughs> That's fine. 
Does Kin want Bimit to be true form or Bimit's special superhuman form? Whatever suits you, Bimit. Whatever you fancy. I think, I think Bimit should stay as Bimit. Could Bimit prefer Bimit? Bimit does not like entire posh voice. He says as he's trying to mimic his human form in his dragon form. I'll just give him a, I'll just give him a pat on the side of his neck. <laughs> I prefer you in this form. Bimit does too. So Shall we get going? Yeah, you, you're still walking, and yeah, Amrius is just kind of like stood at the base of the steps. He's pretty much next to the staff, actually. When you picked up the staff, you're pretty much almost next to Amrius. Oh. Amrius? I'm going to head to the bottom of the steps, then. As you're approaching this, as you get to the bottom of the steps, Amrius just takes two steps up and just kind of turns around. I trust that we are all fully rested and ready for the uh, uh, potentially tumultuous task that we have ahead of us. I just, yeah. put, I just put the staff on my back and just go, <laughs> just click my knuckles. It's like, I'm ready. Yes, Glorious. yes, we have a task. Let's just get on with it. Glorious. As uh, is a reminder, for apparently there are other people within this temple. Uh, I would suggest that we try to stick together, but on the occasional chance that we have to split up for any reason at all. We try to make it so that the archaeologists, the priests, etc., mainly Dravlan and Redmond, have some form of protection to them. And additionally, if we run into other beings within that temple, try to let the others know. Of course, of course, well, that's what you hired us for. Yes. I think we we are going to get split up. It's already happened twice. Yes, that's right. And we've not we've only just reached the temple. Yeah. Um, we we will do our part. Of yes, very well. But you all must do your part of staying clear of the threat. I will try my damned best. I cannot say the same for my son Epshaw, of course. No. I think I'll enjoy trying to smash some cultists. Chuck can hold his own. Yes, he, he barely well can. Sorry, Ivor, what was you saying? I was, I was calling Mimit. Mimit? I believe his name is Bimit. That's what I said. <laughs> Bimit just kind of like scurries over to you. Yes, skin. Stay with us. Bimit intended to. Very well, let us be on our way, of course. And as he's walking up the stairs, he's still talking as he's kind of like slowly approaching this door. Of course, if things go uh, completely um, to shit, as it were, we do, of course, have the option of portaling out to the entrance uh, within uh, Menel itself. However, considering the state that some of the other levels are in. I believe it may be a one-way trip. We will not be able to re-enter this temple once we exit it. So, exactly, exactly my thoughts, my boy. It's very good to see that that you are on the same page as me on this one. I do, I do say I may have misjudged you, Gregor. Nonetheless, let us continue. 
and he just kind of approaches the doors and just tries to push them. Even though they're outwards, he tries to push them, and it kind of locks in place, and he pushes again, and again, say creak open, and you find yourselves with the doors towards the Temple of Merkel open. Do you enter? Mm. Yep. I walk right behind Amrius. Okay. Uh, I follow suit. Yep. I'm grabbing my axe. Immediately upon entering the temple, all of you begin to feel a faint uneasiness. You've all entered in. The large doors <laughs> slam behind you. <laughs> you are now in a large room. Despite being underground, two shafts of light are coming through a pair of tall stained windows to either side of you. A slender purple carpet marks your passage in front, leading to a much larger ornate rug, upon which appears to be a large cylindrical bowl. If you'd like to go on to roll 20, and we can discuss this in a little bit more detail. Mm, I like this. Ragnarok. Yes, Ivor. Keep your eyes peeled. I'm just oh, a. I'm they're peeled. Just a weak little monk here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, Ivor. Get behind me. Get behind me. It's just saying that as Ivor gets behind you, and uh, even Amrius kind of like takes a step back, on both sides of the carpet, lights begin to form. <laughs> That same sickly green fire that you saw outside is lighting up on braziers on either side of you. It forms around the entire carpet itself, each time. <laughs> Until the room itself is down to be bathed in this sickly green glow. On the other side of this rug, on the other side of this carpet, you can see two statues of some sort and between them a door. Either side of you to your immediate sides, like I say, were two shafts of light, but upon closer inspection you can see that they are stained glass windows. To either side of the room on opposite ends, there appears to be what could potentially be bookcases. Hmm. The flooring I just itself, stay with the group at this point. Yep, the flooring itself is made out of a dark stone and the room itself seems to be relatively large and it has a height of around 20 foot or so if you'd like to explore investigate anything like that could i detect could i detect thoughts with my helmet to left you can if you wish what thoughts are you trying to detect like if there's anything thinking in a certain radius so if there's anything living okay what radius is it you're It's going to jump into our minds and we're just going to be thinking, what shall I have for tea? I, I, think, it, glass wind- I think it's Sorry. 50 foot, if I remember. Okay. Uh, Rag, what was you asking, sir? Are them stained glass windows um, on the floor or are they like a wall so they're looking out of something? So, 
The stained glass windows are actually on the wall itself. The light that yeah. you can see on the floor, which is reflecting the pattern out, or not reflecting, pushing the pattern out onto the floor, uh, is because of the stained glass windows. Mm. Yeah, the light shining through, yeah. Yes, which is a little odd considering that you are all underground. Is how close am I to the stained glass windows? Uh, do, 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 I would say you are about thirty-five feet either side. Just give or take. Thirty-five feet. Give or take either side. There's quite. A, it is quite a large room. I was going to say, what's the big orb in the middle? I so that orb in the middle um, is that large cylindrical bow that you noticed upon entry. Right. It's a large silver cylindrical bow. You can't quite see what's in it from where you are at the moment. The the metal torches on either side, the kind of like the glow from it is refracting off the silver bowl quite a lot. So. Even if you were a bit closer, you probably wouldn't be able to see. I'm real. Uh, sorry, I was going to say, can I just go up to the silver bowl and have a gander? Okay, so as you're walking up to the silver bowl, your footsteps are really making a sound as you're remaining on the carpet. And as you do, Rag, what were you saying to Amrius? Amrius, you see that bowl over there? Yes. Do you think you can replicate that bowl to the one we saw on the entry to make a portal of in and out of here? What do you mean, my boy? What do you well, mean, you, you replicate know how to, it? Well, not necessarily replicate, but because it is sort of a replica. Do you think you can make a portal in between outside and into this temple right here? Do you mean to uh, place one of my weather vanes around it? Uh, yes, so that we could, yeah. I could So there's it in and out. I could try, yes. This, uh, yes, because yes. You know what? I yeah. Maybe not on because the actual bowl itself. We would not like to pour directly into some mysterious silver bowl, but. Yeah, of what, course. Um, if, you, if you would all like to move ahead a tiny bit so that I can reach the door, I'll put a river vein down there and see if I can work my magic as it were. Very good, yeah. I'll walk forward. Um, as you're walking forward, he kind of like grabs your arm. Not you, Ragnarok. You had a good idea here. I would like to potentially show you how to do this, just in case. It might be Very wise well. to have a backup of sorts. Um, as as he says that, um, Ivic, do you continue outwards? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, Ivic and the rest of the group essentially continues walking until they're kind of like stood almost behind Gregor. Um, Gregor, who is starting to look at this bowl. Ivok, where you are, you can see that the carpet that's widened into rogue has some ornate white kind of like decals on it, like embroidered into it. Um, the torches are well, which are lining the entire area. They're made out of metal and they appear simple at first. But as you're kind of walking around, like taking a bit of note, you can see that they're comprised of a shaft that shows multiple skeletal forms kind of raising up on each other or to be more accurate they're clambering over each other almost to as if to reach the orb at the top which contains the light but the orb at the top is a skull there are dozens of these staffs lining the room 
on either side of them. Now that you've approached a little bit more, you can see that, yes, on either side, on the eastern side and the western side, so here and here, are two bookcases with a couple of books in them. I'm going to walk east. Okay, so yeah. You kind of squeeze your way in between two of the torches, narrowly kind of missing some of this sickly green hue, and strangely, as you approach the green hue a bit more, you feel that sense of uneasiness rise again. It's not enough to perturb you too much, but it's noticeable. Gregor? Is it it actual fire? Is it flame? It's actual flame. Yes. So it's a sickly green flame that's emitting from the tip of this skull. Gregor? Mm-hmm. You've approached this this silver bowl of sorts. Yes. And you can see that in it, as you're kind of peering your head over, you can see that there is some red liquid inside it. Mm. Okay, fair enough. Uh, how much red liquid is in it, would you say? You would think that it's... Three quarters full, maybe. Um, and from the look of it, it's kind of like a font. So it's kind of like an orb that goes down and then narrows out. So you would think that if you were to put your hand directly in it, it would probably reach almost up to your elbow. Can I just... I just reach my hand out, just like... I just dip my finger just in it, just to see what it is. Just to feel the texture. <laughs> Roll me a con save, please. I was waiting for that. I could see it on your face. <laughs> Very inappropriate, John. <laughs> con save. Con save, please. <laughs> Ten. That's what you say to all the kids. <laughs> a ten, you say. Yes. The second that your fingers touch it, two things happen. The first is that you realise that it is blood. Okay. You felt this feeling before. The second thing that happens is that sense of uneasiness that you felt entering the temple ramps up. It feels like you're about to have a panic attack. I just take my fingers out. (laughs) Just turn to everyone else to see if everyone's still with me. You all right uh, there? Yeah, I've been just showing it across at a bookcase. <laughs> I just Stop turned to Ivor. I'm showing You're showing back to him, sorry, from the bookcase. <laughs> <laughs> just dusty <laughs> book. <laughs> bookcase. <laughs> you all right? Got a fair bit of dust and wear on you. <laughs> I just, I just turned in a bit of a panic. <sighs> <sighs> The rest Stay of the group steady. is still there. We've got a reputation too. <laughs> What's, What's going on? What's going on? I just put I just put my hand on my like chest to feel my heart rate. And just <sighs> I just give me a minute. <sighs> What's going on over there, Greg? Raynor kind of like walks by. He doesn't even look at the phone. Just kind of walks by towards the other side. <laughs> Trust a cleric to be squeamish. <sighs> Perhaps you need to drink it, Raynor. 
maybe you should drink it, or maybe um, get the priest to drink it, or foo, that fucker could do with some blood. Maybe the archaeologists can drink it. Um, are you trying to convince him? Bear in mind that you're kind of like crouched down with um, Amris at this point. Amris has pulled a web of air now, and as you're shouting that across, he's like, Ragnarok, I do believe that you're properly jesting, but if you have not noticed, Redmond is a uh, easily persuadable type of person. <laughs> if your dragonborn friend has had such a reaction, do you not think it might be bad for a, a human of no... Uh, real um, fortitude to try and drink yeah. such stuff yeah absolutely there was there's no question about it Amrius roll a stealth I can't sure, surely be what were you saying sorry before it's I not... put you off with the roll sorry uh, uh, Joshua jo- uh, Jebby yeah Jebby he's not seriously going to do it though is he Oh, you've seen this boy. Uh, did you not see him when you were... Oh, no, you weren't if he was asleep. He, he, when you were resting, he tried to creep up the stairs and peer his head into the door. The door was only, yay, wide. Cracked open yeah, but he didn't, he didn't find much, did he? No, he didn't, and that's exactly my point. My, my jest was towards that. It's, it's not really finding out very much he's not very good is he or is he i don't know he uh, he excels in what he is good at but uh, unfortunately he is um what not is good at doors word? not good at doors and not good at uh, looking after himself so that's kind of why we have protection on these things and you wanted a persuasion from me yes not for not for amrius though 11 11 you say that's with a really bad roll as well. It <laughs> sure would be a shame if he got a four. <laughs> <laughs> so you killed the most innocent in room one. <laughs> it is session one. Welcome back, everyone. As you as you say that, Redman's like, "Oh my word, yeah." Oh my, yeah. Maybe that's what we need to do. He kind of walks up to the front and kind of points beyond it. See, look, those two suit statue things they're guarding a door so I reckon we have to drink the weird red drink just plunges his hand straight in and you can see Gregor you can see Ivok and Rag can't because Rag you kind of turned back around thinking there's no way someone could that fucking okay. stupid can I see can, can I, I just see? I can't I reach my hand out then. just to stop him um, but hang on, I'm hang guessing on. it's too late Ivok you can't see you're currently looking at the bookcase. We'll come on to you in a second. This is happening as you're looking through the bookcase. Gregor, what are you wanting blind? to do? No, no, he, he's not blind. He's not been blind for a while. Has he not? No. Okay. <laughs> it's no, he's got glowing he's got glowing pink eyes at this moment in time. He's not oh, been blind for about it. 12 yeah. seconds. If he, if he hides it, he... <laughs> he's got yeah. pink eye. <laughs> I thought it was purple, actually. <laughs> yeah, sorry, it's purple streaming light. Uh, Gregor, what were you wanting to do? Sorry, I wanted to because I saw what he did. It's like I don't. I didn't want him to experience what I think is. I'm just going to reach out my hand just to say no. But it's too late. Yeah, unfo- I was going to say, unfortunately, it was a bit too late because you're still recovering from this. Yes, but you see his hands going. You see him turn a bit white for a second, kind of. <gasps> But then he kind of pulls his hands out and just ch- chucks, like it pretty much in his face, trying to drink it. 
A little bit does go in his mouth. That was terrifying. That's all that he says. Just, that was terrifying. It's, he turns around. Ragnarok, you don't drink it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so we'll go back to Rag and uh, Amris. Amris now has a weather vein out and he's kind of like um, carving some runes into it. Roll me an intelligence check, please, to see if you know what's going on here. No, sorry, an arcana check, not an intelligence check. Rag. Yeah, this, yeah you. Uh, he's kind of trying to talk you through it. Just saying, oh, so this river vein, essentially, it, it could work with almost any object, but it's easy enough to carve into, and you can place them anywhere, and it is auspicious as such. I got a four, but <laughs> can I just ask Amrius, can you just repeat that, please? <laughs> he repeats it, and you get to roll intelligence, uh, arcana again. But he... <laughs> He's noted that you you needed it repeating. <laughs> Seven. <laughs> Amrius, I'm trying to, I'm trying to understand this. Is is there maybe some other other words you can use? Okay, so uh, you're a bard, yes. Yeah, so uh, yes. How about you imagine that the runes are musical notes? I believe you have been taught sheet music before, yes. Yes. Yeah, so imagine this rune, and he kind of like scrolls a rune that's kind of like a, it's a line, and it's almost like a beak going towards. Imagine that is like a cliff. Okay. And then imagine that this one, and it's kind of like a star with a zigzag in it. Imagine that this is another musical note that the DM knows, because he doesn't know how music noted truly goes. That looks, that looks, looks like a treble clef. Oh, a treble clef. Yes, yes, definitely a treble clef. <laughs> Uh, and he writes a third one out. Imagine that this is those weird little dots that you get at the end of the line. This essentially signifies that it is the end of the spell. The first rune, the first rune signifies that it is um, to teleport, to transport. The second rune here, he points to the one that reminds you of a treble cleft, that will pair along with the ones that I already have in Salt Harbor. You see, the first one, denotes that it is a teleportation, the second one denotes the location, the third one denotes the end of it. Terminate in point. Roll Arcana with advantage. Fifteen. You understand enough of it to kind of like get the principle of what he was saying. Um you're still not actually quite sure how the magic behind it works, but you understand how they link together at this point in time. Do, do you think I could I could maybe give it a try? I would... Uh, I would prefer if we did it on our journey back. Uh, okay, oh, as, long as, you're, as long as you're a man of your word with that. Yes, really I'm, like I'm more than funny. open to trying to teach you. I tried to teach you how once, but alas, it is not as... Is not his deal, as it were. But this, obviously, this will be used in an exact dire emergency. So, without sounding too harsh, Ragnarok, I do not want to. I want to reduce the chances of failure. I agree. Let's 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 try it again. I think I've got about seventy percent of that. Glorious, glorious. Uh, that he kind of Thank like you. finishes planting it in. No, no, no bother at all. On the route back, I can teach you about. 
Uh, I can teach you about how uh, it actually works and how you acquire the runes and what kind of energies you channel into it if you if you so desire. And I will look forward to it. Wonderful. Also, my roll 20 seems to have crashed on my DM screen, which is great. However, that's fine. We don't need it right now. So let's go back to Ivok. Ivok, you was investigating a bookcase. Yes. I would yes. L- I would like to uh, look at the titles of the books that are there. Okay, roll me an investigation then, please. Uh, four. <laughs> four. Um, on this side, at least, all of the like the dust jackets and stuff have kind of like they've essentially become too dusty. Can I not you pick it really... up and just blow it off? <laughs> um, you blow one of them and it just kind of crumbles in your hands. There are other books around, and there's the other bookcase on the other side. Oh, are, there um, any more, di- are there any more books on this shelf? There are a couple, yeah. I want to Not pick up, many, but... I want to pick up what's on there, dust it off, and have a look at the front cover of it. A of some kind. Okay, or, roll... All of them. <laughs> roll me a... Just roll me a straight-up investigation again, then, please. Thirteen. Thirteen. So out of all of them, only two books remain. Those two books, there is one called The Hundred Year War, and there is one called The Pantheon. Uh, Hundred Year War? I, you involved in that, No, I'm still catching my breath from the. Yeah, Gregor's kind of like doubled over, just. (sighs) (sighs) Alright. Just throw that all behind my shoulder. (laughs) (laughs) Clatters on the floor, lands lands not too far away from Gregor. I like how no one's bothered about my well being. It's (laughs) like, were you in the one you. As far as I know, you just panicked because you're going into a spooky room, so. (laughs) Uh, Pantheon. I'll open that. Is that of anything of note? Something I might want to read. <laughs> okay, so the Pantheon. I will need you to go into Discord for me, please. And I will send you it across. Uh, specifically, just you, Gus. I need to find you on here. Oh, that's wrecked the four mine. And it's too long. Oh, I'm going to have to send it as a file, I'm afraid, guys. Okay. This is the uh, unfortunate thing of uh, writing stuff as in-depth as I have. I was going to say, while he's doing that, can I just take like a breather to try and calm myself down? I feel bad about yes. the book now. <laughs> it, takes, it takes a second or so. But yes, Gregor, you are. You finally started to regain your breath. He's wrote a hundred pages of it. <laughs> <laughs> you broke it. Uh, okay. 
What, what did you say, Avik? Huh? <laughs> I'm looking at Something look. about looking the Hundred Year War? Yes, yeah, that is the Hundred Year War. Found, Wasn't that anything to do with you? Yeah, I guess it depends. I bet there's been many Hundred Year Wars. Well, Roll a history check, please, Gregor, to see if you remember whether or not you were involved in a hundred year war or whether it was a different war. I just need to remember you talk about a war of some kind that you was in. Well, that might have been it. Uh, Fourteen. The war that you were in definitely did not last a hundred years. You've never heard of no. a hundred year war. I, d- I don't think so. Uh, I I've never been in a hundred year war. Yeah. Well, as you say that, I'm actually, I'm half listening to him, but I'm actually looking at his book. <laughs> And I'll just be, oh, no, but, well, there's a book over there if you're interested. But I'm actually reading the book rather than actually talking. I'm just walking away from the silver <laughs> bowl in the middle, as far away as I can get from that. So where are you going? North, east, south, west? You're going to the well, I'm going to the statues? I'm going to pick up what uh, Ivok said and just, like, you know, focus on one thing. It's like, right, the book. Okay. Like, try and calm me down a bit more. So, you pick up the book that is labelled The Hundred Year War. Mm-hmm. So, it is a thick leather bound book containing numerous pages. Many of the pages are no longer intact, but those that are retell the story of a war between gods. So, as I find it for you. Ooh! Ooh! <laughs> He's making this noise while he's reading it. Interesting. Um, may have to save that for a little read later. I'll put that in my pocket. <laughs> I was going to say, as yeah, the way that I've formatted that, there's a way to do this quickly, but as it says, there's a little bit of a thing there. Um, or you can read it properly in either your own time in D and D or elsewhere. But yes, uh, Gregor, if you check Discord, you will have yep. a copy of the Hundred Year War. So right, as Gregor is you. starting to look through this, Ivok has finished glancing through his, just kind of put it away. Uh, Rag, you have now rejoined the rest of the group that are kind of like around the font. Raynor has kind of approached the door and is just kind of head cocked to the side. What the fuck is this going on then? Fu is just kind of like looking at the, at the font. It's very weird that uh, there's a font full of blood. Dravlan is just kind of stood towards the back. He seems very uncomfortable. Ebchar is keeping his eye on Gregor at the moment. And ah. Raynor. Uh, and Redmond, sorry. So you are all now kind of pretty much back in the centre. Gregor, you're still reading the Hundred Year War. Um, yes. Rag, you and Ambrose have both returned into the centre. You're both around the font itself. Um, Epchai himself is kind of eyeing Gregor and Redmond a bit suspiciously, and you can see that Raynor is still just kind of, what the fuck is going on with this door? It's not doing anything. Fu is just kind of stood behind him, just chuckling slightly, and Dravlan is stood towards the back, looking very uncomfortable. Can I, I was going to say, can I, do I recognize this story at all, the Hundred Year War, like when I read more into it? 
Uh, roll me a history check with disadvantage. Disadvantage? Mm hmm. Well, is this bowl removable? You can try. I don't want to try. Oh, I'll uh, do it. I there, there's no such thing as zero, is there? <laughs> no, why? I got. I just got a two, and uh, oh, my minus history zero. is minus two. Well, there is a zero, but it's not like a natural zero. You're you're kind of reading through this book, and you're just like, "The fuck is this on about?" It seems like ancient. This is ancient history to me. You're just kind of flicking through it. Uh, you throw it behind your back, and delete that file, please. Yeah. Do I, do I see it? You see this book kind of clatter <laughs> to the floor next to you like a... Nobody wants this book. Scramble over to it. <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, let's, let's, have a, let's have a look. I Also, yeah, I'm having to go on an honor system, by, honor system here. You know, like, if I tell you guys to delete the document and shit. I hope you do, but, you know, your guys call. I, ju I just open it and then just close it, and then I can't figure out how to get back on it again. That's, that's how it goes for me. <laughs> Oh wait, actually, I think I know how to do this. If I delete the message... Oh yeah, delete the message, yeah. Do you still have a copy of the Hundred Year War in your messages, Joe? No. Uh, Coogan. Cool, no, alright, that's how I'm gonna do it. Wonderful, you learn something new every day as a DM. Um, yeah, don't download it then, just view it in Discord. <laughs> I say as Gaz is furiously scrolling stuff down. <laughs> I've downloaded one. <laughs> <laughs> He's <laughs> printed it. He's made an actual book out of it. I mean, to be fair, I'm assuming that Ivor walked through her books away once he started reading them, so that's not acceptable. Although, if you do throw it away, please delete it. You know? To be fair. Yeah, uh, I'm going to just stare around, like, just on the outside of the green fire, and just, yeah, nowhere go near that middle. Okay, so are you on the western side now, then? You're kind of, like, just walking around. I think the I was at the eastern side because that's where Ivok was when he picked up the book. That's correct. Are you still yes, there? Or have you kind of wandered around? Yeah, I'll just wander around just slowly, just on the outskirts, and just end up in the west. Yeah, in the west corner. Okay. So uh, as you're roll, as you're rolling, as you're <laughs> walking past the doors, I would like you to roll me a. Another perception check, please. Yeah. Ivic, did you say that you were going to pick up that ball? I'll try to pick it up. Four. You continue walking completely fine. I don't yeah. think I, I don't think I could lift it. Okay, so yeah, you kind of stood around, Gregor. You have walked the western, uh, the eastern side. Sorry, Rag. Are you still reading through this book? Yeah. It's the rest of the group. Um, just kind of mulling around, just walking around, trying to figure out what to do. Sorry, the west... Yeah, I've gone round to the western side now. You've gone round to the eastern side. You were on the western side. Oh, oh, sorry. I thought You're that was where Ivok was. No, no. No, no Ivok uh, was here. No. So you were there, and now you're on the eastern side. Yeah, it, my bad. It, yeah, yeah. Tom, it was either way around. Okay, regardless, either way, you know, like, you're on the opposite side. Um, so... Yes, Rag. So if I'm reading through this book, I will, as I'm reading through this book, I can, I'm seeing something interesting. I can read, so... Yes, I can read. Um, <laughs> Ivok, did you just have a book? Yes, yes, I thought I'd read it later. I didn't think really now was the time to be. No, but this is 
it's interesting that we're in here because this book that I'm reading is it, it, it has information about Merkel in it. Yes, so did mine. I thought I'd read it a bit yeah? later, but yeah, I read the first paragraph. Yeah, I, I don't want to to read you the entire thing. I just thought it it, it might help us. Oh, do you think it would be prudent to the mission? I think everyone should read it that's in this party. Well, okay. I tried reading it. Didn't make any sense. People want to keep their eye out. I'll read through my book. <laughs> I mean, they fought. And that's it. Yeah, it doesn't you, make any sense to me. I tell you what, if you, if you are sharing it with people, you can personally, like privately, you can share the document with them. Apart from Gregor, Gregor is the only one who can't receive the Hundred Year War because he's already tried to read it and he doesn't understand what the fuck it's about. Well, Ivok, if we've got a little bit of time tonight, or whatever fucking time it is, when we have a rest, let's go through these. Yes, yes, agreed. What about the other books? Have we checked the other side over there? I haven't as, checked the other side. As you're saying that, Gregor, if you're approaching the bookcase, please give me an investigation roll. Yeah, go on then, I might. Fucking hell, I don't see fuck all. Uh, five. Fucking hell, you don't see fuck all. There's a bunch of stuff on there, but none of it's holding your interest. You're starting to wander back around. Yeah, can I have a look at the glass um, panels? You can. So as you approach them, you are hit by a blinding light. And you kind of look down at yourself and you can see that you are stained in this... You're coloured in this stained glass window colour. Again, it's a bit odd though because you are definitely underground. Well, you were underground at least. Can I see what the picture is that's uh, in. Oh, that's on the glass. You can, yes. So as you're looking up at this giant picture, you can see that it is, in fact, a. Um, it, it looks to be a scene essentially. It is a relatively youngish looking man, quite pale though, with uh, short black hair. Next to him is a woman, also thin, also pale, long black hair. They are, they are holding hands together. One of them has a gem of some sort. Can I see what the gem, what colour the gem is? Or the gem is a black colour. Black colour. Hmm. Very nice. Let's just walk on. <laughs> Very nice, very nice craftsmanship. I gotta say. Um, yeah. So right now, finally, at this point, it's just kind of wandering back. Wow, well, fucking no! There's a big, there's a big fucking skull on the on that door over there. But it's not doing anything. And the door, they won't move. I tried to jiggle it and stuff, but nothing happened. Those statues—they're just suits of armor. I don't, I don't think we're meant to go in. I don't know. Amrius, what do you think? Like a riddle in room one. Amrius is just... Sorry, gone. I've it before. Sorry, yeah, I just want to start toddling over to the next bookshelf and grab them, if there's any. Roll me... I was going to say, roll me an investigation. Um, as you do that, Amrius just kind of takes note of what Gregor asked. Uh, I believe that, uh, like with many temples, there must be some form of entry into this. Uh, some of them, like Lefanda, simply wish for you to be in good health and to wish goodness onto others and you will be allowed entrance. This one might be slightly 
slightly different. Uh, there might be an agreement of some sort. There might be something to discuss with someone. Uh, I believe that that font probably has something to do with it. The fact that there is so much blood in it is bally well suspicious. Maybe we need to bleed into the font, I say, as I look into the books. Uh, what did you get with that investigation? Fifteen. Fifteen, okay. As you say that, there is a hint of recognition in Amrissa's face. Yes, I do believe so, but um, the question is, is what, what are we doing if we bleed? Are we making a blood pact? And if so, what are we doing a blood pact on? Oh, the expert as, here. Oh, I am not an expert of Merkel. I am, I am an, I explore things, and this is why I got a priest. However, unfortunately, it is quite rare these days to find a priest of Merkel, considering the uh, the worship of Merkel has been unofficially banned in Eoflek for centuries now. So it's kind of Very hoping that voice. our priest would help us, but he kind of looks over to Travelon, who is again in the corner. He is not being very much help. Travelon's just, I am not the feeling too comfortable in this area. It is the stench of death. Well, uh, yes, you knew what was going to happen when you were going to a temple of the deaf god. So yes, Amrius is kind of just like, yes, I do believe it might be... You might be correct, we might need to actually bleed in it, but uh, the question is, why? Uh, if it is as a blood pact, what are we having a pact towards? As I'm looking at the books, I'm just going to be, well, I would regard you as being our expert. Well, uh, for a start, looking at your Discord, you now find a single book, uh, not even a book as such, it is more a... Um, it's an old document, and it's written in multiple languages. It's kind of almost like a scroll, and as you're saying that, um, Amrius just responds with, No, I am not the expert here. I'm an archaeologist. I am good at um, discovering artefacts and relics and whatnot, and then discovering the history behind them. Unfortunately, uh, when it comes to some such as Merkel, after the uh, banning of the worship, the unofficial banning, of course, of the worship of Merkel, such knowledge has been quite difficult to attain. I would believe it is that for a priest to do, hence why I uh, just a priest to come along with us, but, and he kind of looks back towards Dravlan, who is kind of like still towards the back, he's inching a little bit closer, but kind of turns back to him. The priest that I have requested is no bloody good. Neither is the archaeologist. No, no, you are quite right there, Ravnark. I, I'm a bit concerned that the priest who knew that we were going to enter a temple of death is uncomfortable. And at that, Ra uh, Raymond, uh, Dravlan just kind of approaches a bit more. I did not think that uh, the uh, atmosphere would be this oppressive. I was hoping that Lavanda would give me some sort of reprieve, but that is not the case. Yes, yes, it's very scary in here, I, very, I do agree. But shall we all agree to actually use our expertise where we have it? Who is able to shed some light on what, where we are? 
Well, I believe it is quite obvious that we are in a temple of Merkel. There are numerous temples, according to rumours. We are in the entranceway to it, and we are currently blocked off. I, a kind of amorous looks at you, like holding this document. I do believe you may have something in your hand there, though. I believe you said that the other two documents that you picked up was quite interesting. Maybe that will hold some answers. And has uh, have either of you two bodyguards, Ragnarok or Gregor, bothered to check the door? I know Raynor did, but unfortunately, as we are well aware, Raynor is very good at killing, less good at investigating. Yeah, the way I see it is... I'll go we've, and see the door. We've come, on, we've come on this expedition to offer protection, and now we find ourselves in the in the temple, and we're we're having to do the investigating and, f- and find out what's going on. What about the people in the expertise of this? Well said. To Rag- go around and have a look. Well said, Ragnarok. Oh, hi. Sorry. Uh, I'm gonna. Uh, it was just leaking beer. After that, I'm switching off, and I'm reading these. <laughs> That's fair. Um, as you're saying that, Amrys just kind of shoots you a look, uh, one of annoyance and of understanding at the same time. Just kind of like a... He's a bit pissed that you asked him about that, but he kind of gets why. It's kind of not in the job description. I've not yes, been irrational, Amrys. Oh, no, no, you are not being irrational at all. Um, do Please do understand that, yes, I believe that when I hired an archaeologist and a priest... They would be able to help us out, but with the priest beset by fear and the archaeologist shooting a look over to Redmond, who is like literally bouncing around the room, a child, we're unfortunately having to adapt to our circumstances. I am trying my best. What have you seen so far, Amrius? What do you think? I believe that Ivok might be correct in his assertion that... We may need to bleed into that font. I believe that that will cause the doors to open. After all, what is more more important to a god of death than the very essence of life itself, blood? Yes. And However, is that the blood just, of all of us, do you think? Party! I believe it might... Party! Oh. Be quiet. Hold that fort, I, uh, hold that fort yeah. um, Ragnarok, I believe. Go on, Ivor. Come across something. I am reading here something that may be of interest. The temple tenets are separate set of rules, specifically for use within the temples, and are not to be used outside the temples instead of the tenets of miracle. The tenets are as follows. Swear a blood oath within the entrance to follow the temple tenets. Violence and murder outside of the designated areas is strictly forbidden. Communion and ascension are not to be mixed. Sacrifices for communion must not be used for ascension and vice versa. Tributes for sacrifices must not be tampered with. The prayer rooms must not be entered by anyone who is not a sacrifice. If entering the sacrificial rooms, Priest robes must be worn unless you are a sacrifice. Only those blessed with communion may ascend to the upper floors. Access to the inner sanctum is reserved solely for the Mercurites. Well then the priest. What do you mean, Ragnarok? Can the priest enter? Without being a sacrifice if he wears the robes? I think you have to basically be either a wearing the robes or be a sacrifice. 
Can we all go through? Do you mean into the temple itself or into those specific chambers that were mentioned? I believe that for us to enter the actual... Uh, past this door into the actual temple itself rather than the entranceway we only have to swear the blood oath and abide by those rules uh, the prayer rooms hopefully that is not the immediate room that we enter into but I do not believe it would be if I uh, if my assumptions are correct this would have been a place of worship at one point the the term communion would uh would infer that there was a clergy, a procession of some sort. So maybe after this room we may enter into some hall or some uh, vestibule of some sort and the prayer rooms and the places for sacrifices may be elsewhere. So as long as we swear a blood oath to follow these these rules, I think we might be okay. And uh, after hearing that... I will just add to not... Uh, attend to the rules will incur a terrible wrath oh yes of course all religions say that after hearing that I just look at the palm of my hand and look at the silver ball in the middle and I gather up my courage walk over to the silver ball and just with my like with my one of my long fingernails just make a little like scission into my hand and just put my fist over the ball so you feel a sharp pain as you kind of claw into your hand you reach your hand across and squeeze and as you do a few drops of claret drop from your hand into the ball with a couple of seconds pass and then you hear like a from the opposite side of the room where the white daubed door is and it just creaks open don't forget to put on a robe Gregor I do not believe he needs to put on a robe that's only if he's going into the prayer room yes but or the sacrifice rooms violence and murder outside the designated areas is strictly forbidden Yes, I follow these rules what and is I the just walk over to the area, door. Though? I assume these lanterns. Maybe. Unfortunately, I do not know myself yet. Hopefully we will be able to uh, discover this together as we enter into it a little bit more. Yeah, as you go straight to the wall to the door, that's just open. Yeah, um, so as you approach the door, um... Raynor, Redmond, basically the rest of them apart from Dravlin all follow suit. Just like a small little dagger just bleed in and they follow. None of you have actually breached the doors yet. You're all just kind of stood in front of it waiting for everyone else to mm-hmm. follow suit. So, Ivok and um, Rag, do you follow suit? Yeah, but as I do, I'm also going to be... I'm just reminded of the rules like, as I'm reading it, waiting for my turn. Uh, and hmm. I'm just going to say, remember, don't tamper with anything that's tributes or sacrifices. Touch. Good. That would be very wise. Let's not touch things that we do not need. I would, Can uh, I with that, have a look at the door and just maybe peek through just to see if the coast is clear? Yeah. Uh, Rag, have you also bled? It's not. 
his time of the month, but <laughs> yeah, let's go for it anyway, yeah. yeah Turn my dagger out and slash the hand. Just into it. A few extra droplets. I was going to say, it's a little bit more, it seems you just literally just with your dagger, it's kind of like yeah. a bit of extra blood drops in. But yeah, you're fine, no damage is really taken, it's all superficial. Um, you notice that Dravlan is now just approaching and he kind of just, a tiny little pinprick, just pricks it and a single drop of blood drops in and he follows behind you. As he does and you all start approaching it, Gregor, you can see that there is a hallway in front of you. It's only a short one, um, but directly in front of that, only from what you can see, is... The walls themselves are lined with more of these torches, and there are some... It looks like there are frames on the wall, and at the very end, there is what appears to be red carpet of some sort. The coast is clear. The frames? It's you. What, the frames? Uh, the frames, as you're kind of all... If you're all passing through, you notice that the frames yeah. hold paintings in them. Paintings themselves depict the same man and woman that Gregor saw in the stained glass windows. Um, they, some of them, they appear to be they're quite well detailed, like almost Renaissance-style paintings. Some are in front of crowds with skeletons behind them. The crowds are cheering. The male still has the um, black crystal. Uh, there is a landscape. Roll, if you want to check, roll a history check, please. Well done. I'm just going wanna... to wa- I'm just gonna keep walking. I'm keeping an eye out for, like, any intruders or yep. I wanna... any priests of Merkel. Really. I want to ask the archaeologist as well if he does anything. Uh, do you know anything about the black gems that we're seeing everywhere on these windows? So you're asking that to Redmond, yeah? Hmm. Oh well, um I've seen it a couple of times actually. Um it's normally it's really weird. Uh, we don't really see them nowadays, but I, I don't think anyone's ever really seen one in person, but they come up a lot in pictures from the second age. That's um I don't know how much you know about it, but um it's a it's, it's only rumors really, but um, apparently there were there were gods before our current pantheon. Obviously this is all uh, kind of leans in a bit closer. This is all heresy, of course, so we don't really talk about stuff like this. Well, have you got the short version? I think that those gems may have had something to do with making a mortal ascend to godhood. Wow. I don't know how they work, but it's always weird that you see these, these paintings, these super old paintings of the Second Age of these people who have them and they bear a striking resemblance to some of them to, to some of the seven on the pantheon seven on the pantheon yeah the seven main gods yes yes i believe there's something on my book about that okay i'm gonna get this book out again and start reading it thank you very much you've uh, actually been handy once yeah it's what i do as you're all passing through I would like you all to roll me a d10, please. When you've rolled the d10, could you put it in Discord for me, please? If either of you, if any of you roll the same number, roll it again. 
Right. Well, I got. A, I just send it to you. Sorry, I got a seventeen just on put that. in Discord. Roll the last four before. Oh yes. So on that history roll for the landscape, um, you, it, you're looking at what looks to be a giant crater. It is um, the area around it reminds you of the salt plains. However, at this point in time, there is a lot of grass around it. it. You can see some of the spires in the distance, but they don't look like salt. They look like natural rock formations. There is a giant crater, and on one side, almost like something is blasted into it, there is more rocks kind of like spiring upwards. Like a so you're looking at it. So again? Like a meteor. It, something has impacted it, or something has exploded around that area. As you're looking at it, even though you've only you've never been there yourself, but you've definitely seen paintings, it reminds you of Lake Pointitia. past the suits of armour, passed through into the hallway. You find yourselves passing down it, and it's lit by sconces adorning either side, giving off more of that sickly green glow that you've encountered a couple of times now. Um, unlike the entrance, there's artwork on the walls, whereas the entrance only had it really in the um, stained glass windows. The hallway seems quite transitionary in nature and you're all just kind of sloping off, kind of walking in silence, two by two type of thing. And there's another set of large heavy doors on the other side of the hallway. They're kind of cracked open, which is allowed Gregor to see inside and see this red cap. And as he does, Amrius and Evchar both make their way through. And you are met as you follow them along. I'm assuming you follow them along. You are met with the sight of a great expansive hall. Directly in front of you is that red carpet that Gregor glanced, which in front of it is an incredibly large statue. The carpet splits in either direction before joining again behind the statue. The statue itself appears to be of a human of some sort, but there is overgrown foliage covering the left hand side of it, and on the right hand side there seems to be the same foliage, but this foliage is dead almost split down the middle, one side living, one side dead. Oddly enough, despite being underground, like in the entranceway, there appears to be a couple of beams of light coming from the ceiling, illuminating almost like sunbeams. Um, the sunbeam itself in this particular area is highlighting the left side of the statue. Either side of the statue has more of these sconces holding sickly green flames, as well as curvatures that highlight potential alcoves. Likewise, although you can tell that this hall is expansive, due to the imposing statue, you're able to make out slight details such as pews towards the bottom and a rising um, kind of like platform, but otherwise you're unable to fully make out what it is. Ooh. Yeah, this is the this is the main hall essentially. As you're all kind of making your way into it, like I say, there's a statue right in front of you of some kind of human. There is foliage growing on one side where the light is illuminating it, and on the other side there is just 
dead leaves and twigs and whatnot just kind of also growing up it. The carpet leads around. You can see that there's some alcoves on either side. And behind it, where the carpet joins up again, it looks like there's almost like a procession of some sort. I'm going to uh, speak to the group in general. Little me this anyway. If you... What would... Sick... What would... This... Uh, the higher floors actually need? Because unless we take the communion... Only those blessed with the communion may ascend to upper floors. So, keep that in mind. Well... Uh, where would we even take the communion to start with? That's the question. Did we not just take the communion? I thought that. No, I believe that was uh, a bond of our blood, just to just to be able to enter this hall. Yeah, the communion, the I think, will be the next step. Can I have so a closer look at this uh, statue? Uh, yes, as you're kind of like walking towards the statue, Amrus is kind of like agreeing with Rag. Yes, that was pretty much the entrance of the into the temple. I believe the communion will be some kind of ritual of some sort, perhaps. Um, and as to your question about the higher floors, if it is anything like the other temples that I have perused in the past, that is where the uh, the relics, uh, the artifacts, the, the things that the temple and the religion hold the most dear to themselves will be. Oh. That's quite informative for being a non-expert. Good to know. Like I say, I'm not an expert in religion, but I have broken into many a temple, so after a while you realise that many of them hold a similar kind of... Although the structure is different in each of them, their main locations remain similar. So as you're approaching this statue, I reckon you're looking at it in much greater detail. You can see, uh, you can see that this statue is around about fifteen foot high. And uh, I'd like you to roll me a quick investigation check, please. A uh, perception check, sorry, not investigation. Uh, perception. Yes, sorry. Sixteen. Okay, so with that 16, as you're looking at this statue, this very tall statue, you would expect that being in the Temple of Merkel, you know, this giant statue would be of Merkel himself. Uh, however, you suspect this might not be the case, because even though the statue is kind of crouched down and it has a hood over it, and time has not been kind to the statue, many of the features are now unrecognisable. The main shape remains, and the shape looks to be that of a woman, rather than of Merkel who was perceived as a man. Um, like the rest of the hall, the left-hand side, the eastern side, is covered with growth, which is mainly consisting of moss, which is covering what would be the face and the hair. The hair is very long, stretching down to the knees almost, um, while they're in this crouched-down state. Vines are wrapping their way around half of the base and the body of the statue. However, the second that these vines hit the centre and reach towards the right-hand side, the western side, essentially, they die. Is it safe to assume, then, that there is an unnatural growth of this moth? So, yeah, on, on the 
eastern side of the statue there is growth and stuff like that. Yeah, I wouldn't class it as unnatural as such. It depends how you refer to it as... It depends what you mean by unnatural. Well, am I detecting an unnatural split? Like, it's all this growth mm. is like right down the half. Yeah, you don't, you don't need... East side is where all the growth is, and then on the west, there's absolutely none. Yes, I was going to say, you don't really even need to know of any magic or anything like that. Just looking at it, you can see the second it's in the center, it kind of like this living vine hits the center, and then straight afterwards, it's just dead, it's just withered. Right. I think we should stick to the east. You mean west? <laughs> No, definitely east. I is definitely Am don't want to go west. As Amrys is kind of passing by, he just kind of looks back at Ivor. It is very easy for people to get the north, east, south, and west confused <laughs> when we are underground, my boy. Yes, very true. Well, I'm more staying, saying, like, as north is heading straight forward. So, yes, east would be right, <laughs> west <laughs> would be left. Yes. Always. Because north is always forward, and south is always behind us. So exactly. it's right, left, east, west. <laughs> exactly. Agreed. And you want to go east on the side of the vines? Yes. Okay. I will... May, may I ask your logic on that one, Gregor? From what I can see is... East is life. West is death. I thoroughly get you. No, no thoughts. That's all I'm thinking. If the vines are dying at the west, I think we need to not be close to that. I'd rather stick to life than death. Okay. I'm going to get to him to walk. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, uh, Ebchar at this you. point, both Ebchar and Amrys are just kind of like allowing you guys to lead the way. Amrys is like, I, I have no qualms with this, and seeing as you are our bodyguards uh, for this expedition, uh, unless there is something that piques my interest, which would make me believe otherwise, I'm happy to let you take the lead as such uh, with this being a temple, if there are any or a religious-based traps or enemies nearby. It would do well to have the bodyguards as such protecting us from the front and the back. So it just kind of looks around, finds Raynor and uh, Fu. Raynor, Fu, would you protect our rear? Whilst uh, Ivic, Ragnarok and Gregor protect our front. Note that you can just hear Fu, uh, you can just hear Raynor just <laughs> rear. Yeah, sure. We can swap. <laughs> No, 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 I don't think I'd like you anywhere near the rear. Yeah. Well, let's get moving then. Let's get going. So, yeah, you pass by the eastern side, and as you do, as you're kind of going around the eastern side of the statue, yeah, you're, you're noticing there's a lot of vines and stuff growing around it. You're noticing that the alcoves themselves seem to lead to kind of like a little cutout area, like a little additional area. Um, that isn't fully lit, but there does seem to be some form of sunlight hitting it. Um, as you're passing by, if you're glancing into the alcoves, you can see that there's some leaves and stuff on the floor. Um, but if you're continuing, you can either 
pop into the alcove itself or you can continue following the carpet around. I'm staying on the carpet. So either you follow around on the carpet, head towards the back where the carpet kind of rejoins back into one. Uh, Gregor and Drag, do you also do the same or do you pop into the alcove? I'm staying on the carpet for now. I'll stay on the carpet. <laughs> the, all, all of you, you, the three of you, yeah, just follow the carpet around and um, everyone else is happy to do so as well. As you kind of reach the centre of the room itself, you're kind of looking around and you can see that there are two, en- uh, there are two exits, one to the west, one to the east. Um, directly in front of you, if you were to follow the carpet still, you notice that um, on either side, essentially, are some pews. Um, quite a few of these pews look like they've been broken over time. Some of them are still intact, and like with the statue, there are some beams of sunlight hitting down on them. From where you are now, now that you are pretty much in the centre of the room, you can see that there are some steps leading upwards to where there are four sconces, uh, four braziers burning those green lights like before. And in the middle, um, set on some blue carpet, is like a stone slab that looks like it's slightly discoloured. And more notable, on either side, there are two kind of like winding staircases from this platform which wind upwards. Can we tell us it's like a, like a dead end at that end? So at that end itself, yeah. So like I said, there's the two exits on either side. And then going down, if you followed the carpet, there is a platform. Um, uh, on that platform itself, there is the slab. There is a wall directly behind it. But then on the platform itself are the stairs. So the stairs start on the platform and wind their way up. So from, Yeah, so from my view, I can tell. Because I'm just going to say to him, it's like... Yeah, you can, you should, can uh, see that there's some stairs that go upwards on the platform. Yeah. Well, I'm just going to say to you, maybe we should uh, investigate our dead end before we travel further in. you got a good point. Yeah, let's head forward for it then. As the three of you, you head You're looking forward. at the stairs? Yeah. As the three I of you head... I wouldn't. Yo, what? Sorry, Gregor? Uh, sorry, I was just saying to the group, I wouldn't ascend up the stairs. Up a floor. I don't think it classes in an upper floor. I don't know. Very vague. So, well, let's as, just get to the bottom of them. As you guys are approaching this platform, then, um, Ebchar is following close behind, but as you, I'm assuming you kind of step up up the stairs as you do okay, yeah. Epchar remains at the base just kind of keeping an eye on the three of you um, Amrius is kind of peering around the um, there's some more alcoves essentially on either side of the pews he's kind of peering around and he's kind of like whipping his head back looking slightly disgusted uh, Redmond has kind of is kind of like dragging Dravlang along with him back down the centre area to where the two exits were um, and he's still dragging him back towards, towards where the statue is and you can just hear him very excitedly just so what, what, what do you think this statue is? I, it looks like a woman of some sort but you know, I, I, did, I didn't think 
Yoko was a woman. Hey, you're a priest. You should know about this. Can you teach me? And Dravlan is just looking a bit perturbed, being dragged away. Fu is is taking a similar tact to Ebchar, kind of stood slightly behind him, keeping an eye on the three of you, just making sure nothing gets the drop on you. And Raynor has kind of like slouched onto one of the pews, kicked his feet up, just like onto one of the other broken pews, hands behind his back, just like, ah, religion. <laughs> so the three of you are searching. Oh, looking around. So, uh, where are I you like all? I the way it's just us again. Yeah. It's almost like so other people. Bimit at this point? Oh, yes, well. Bimit as well is following around. He, he's been a little bit quiet. He seems a little bit... He feels the oppressive air on him. But yes, it's amazing how it's the three of you again. It's almost like the other people have their own things to do. <laughs> Can I have a look at this stern altar that's up here? You may, yes. So as you approach the start, um, blah, blah, blah. As you approach the altar, um, you can see that it looks quite stained. It's quite darkly stained. Uh, the area that isn't is quite gray, so it just looks like normal stone to you. Uh, in the center, you can see there is a silver bowl in which the bowl there seem to be the remnants of something in the bowl. It's very bloody. So you can bloody. tell. Without further investigation, you can only see that it's a very bloody thing. Um, right. Looks like we've the got a similar task up ahead. The altar itself looks like a slab of rock. You can you can take further inspection on either the... Well, you can take further inspection on anything, to be quite honest. You can inspect the altar more. You can look at the thing inside the silver bowl. Uh, the, even, even the carpet itself, the flooring on the underside, is similar to the rest of the hall. It's patterned stone, which has degraded over the centuries. And there's a black, uh, black. There's a dark blue patterned rug which stretches across most, most of the platform. And there's Can I have a look what's in the bowl? Yes. Yeah, so, as you're looking in, roll me an investigation check, please, because at the moment it just kind of looks. Actually, roll me a survival check, not an investigation check. Uh, do you want me to re-roll? I've just re-rolled. No, no, just you, just use that one. Okay. Survival. Yes. Bible, Bible. Uh, 19. So in that in that bowl are the remnants of a heart. It oh. looks uh, it looks fresh. The heart itself looks to have had various slivers cut out of it. It's not an intact heart. There's a heart in this bowl. Just looking at it, just pointing. I just turned to Epchar. He's like, there's a heart in this bowl. I think I understand Amrius? what they mean by sacrifice. I just look at him and just go, mm. I do hope that we are not expected to follow suit. Uh, I'm going to go over to the altar. Would this be a place you would have a communion? Yes, but at the altar that is where you would have a communion. And only those blessed with communion. So how blessed? 
let's go have a look at the altar and see if we can see anything. Looks like there may be something on it. So, are you also joining Gregor at the altar then? Oh, I thought it would be. I did. Yeah. Sorry, the bowl is on the altar, is it? Yes, yes. Yeah. I'm gonna, so I'm, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do something really stupid now and just put my hand. Uh, on no, the I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna shout out, Wimber. Messing with sacrifices brings terrible wrath, Gregor. <laughs> ah, <laughs> I just lift my hand up again, just like yes, I forgot yeah, yeah. about that. Your hand almost grazes the heart just before um, Ivic reminds you, and you just kind of yeah, your your big clawed hand is just about to grab it and just. Whoop. Reaching up. Um, Ebchar is remaining where he is. He is, now that he knows that, you know, there is a heart there, he is a bit more on edge. Uh, Raynor himself as well is a little bit, he's put his feet down. He's not stood up or anything, but he's put his feet down and he's kind of like stretching behind to grab an arrow. I was going to say, do I know it's a, a human heart? Or... It's an elven heart. An elven heart? What are the patterns on the floor like? So the patterns on the floor themselves, um, it's a bit difficult to tell because of how degraded they have become over the centuries. Um, you're able to make out that they're kind of like almost like trying, like curved triangles, and then looping over themselves. It looks pretty much like a standard pattern, and the. The blue pattern on the carpet just seems to be a regal. It's just a general regally type of pattern to it. Um, Ivor, are you burn it. <laughs> are you stood in front or behind the altar, sir? Are you stood there? I thought I was there? just slightly to the right, uh, <laughs> east, right, <laughs> of the altar where Gre where Greg always stood. That's where I was envisioning where I was. Here? Yeah. Okay, roll. Do me a favour. Roll me a a perception check with advantage. So eighteen. Eighteen. So it's quite faint at the moment, but you notice that as you stepped up the st steps, approached the altar, and kind of went, made your way to the side. You can feel a slight vibration in one of your pockets. It's like a. Mm, 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 I bet it's O2 mm. again. <laughs> Just asking if you want to. That's, I was going to say, by, I'm vibrating. Uh, yeah, I'm going to feel around in my pocket and find out where that's coming from. You reach into one of your pockets and your hands wrap around a golden key around about the size of a fist. Oh! I Still forgot around. about this trinket. Um, um, it's like fate is playing a hand here. Um, uh, what happens if I get it closer to the altar? Like, I'm going to put it closer back. Uh, yeah. So, like, actually, towards the altar itself, nothing happens. It's still the same intensity. Of, Can I use it like a, a detector to see if I can get louder or vibrates more, depending on what direction you're pointing it in, or... <laughs> you can. Tell me which direction. Well, let's just go over the top of the hat. 
nothing. Just round. Behind me? Wall? So, wait, when you say behind you, which way do you mean? Just uh, well, on the map. North wall. The Top north wall, so like over here? Yeah. As you're kind of like sweeping it towards the north wall, you feel a bit more of a... And then just to cover my bases, I'm going to turn round 180. What's he doing? As you put face towards the rest of the hall, just... Guys, I think we've got something here. So I'm going to turn What's around happening? back to the north wall and yep. I'm going to see if there's any hole. So as you are looking around um, and you feel it going... Um, as you approach, like, almost as if you are, like, behind, directly behind the altar itself, but facing the wall, you can just feel... There are no apparent keyholes, though, on the wall. Uh, can I inspect the key again? You can. It is a golden key around about the size of a fist. It seems relatively heavy, but at the same time, quite light. There are numerous markings on the key in a language that seem undecipherable. The key doesn't fit any locks, but as you are, like, waving the key around, some of these markings seem to be glowing a violet colour. Okay, how many markings are they? Uh, yeah. uh, probably about 10 to 12 markings. They kind of blend into each other. But can it I seems as you're moving. Until they're all glowing. You can, yes. Roll me a sleight of hand. So you're having to be quite delicate with this, as uh, Rag and Gregor, what are you doing as Ivor has pulled out I'm this watching, I'm watching Ivor doing it. Yeah, so, I'm what watching you there, Ivor? 14. You manage to line up about seven of them, um, and it's kind of like almost hovering in the air at this point in time. You're you're not pressing it directly against the wall. It's a couple of millimeters away from the wall, um, but it's very loudly at this point. And a lot of the runes are lighting up. You're not sure if you need all of the runes to light up. You're not actually sure what this key does, but it is vibrating very loudly. Multiple runes are lighting up now. Multiple rooms lighting. Yeah. So. Like I said, about 7 out of 10. Like I say, you don't know if you need all of them lit up, if you could just, you know, try and... But there is no apparent keyhole. And there's no... What's actually on the wall? Is it just a brick just, wall? Just a brick wall. Right, can I touch the wall with the key? Um, nothing happens. Didn't even increase in vibration. Oh, this is infuriating. Amelius, <laughs> this isn't yeah. anything to do with the with the runes you're talking about, is it? Uh, he just There's kind of he kind walls. of jogged up the stairs. Seven runes. There's no, there's no, there's no runes on the wall, Ragnarok. But I, I will take a look at the key. How interesting. It appears that this key would, uh, would you let me, uh, try to identify it properly, Ivok? Yes. Okay. Pass it over. Can I just turn to Ivok and go, kind of Ivok, where did you get this key? What that merchant, I believe, it was a random looking buy, isn't it? I tried to think back. I just look at the rest of the group and then look at, uh, Amrius. 
Isn't it strange how we came into working for you and one of us had a key? Oh yes, it's even more strange how you have a dimensional key. It's a kind dimensional of key? Yes, yes. So a dimensional key is a it's a very special item. Um, merchant like a skeleton will... key. Yes, exactly. However, not for doors. Hmm. A, a dimensional key, if used in the correct scenario, will... Well, there are numerous ones that can be... There are numerous uses for them. You see, if you... Tell me, my boys, how, what do you know about the different realms? No miracle has its own domain located yes. in another plane, which is it, said to be devoid of life and Exactly. Exactly. See, so it is bally well good to see someone else who, who understands even slightly yes. about realms and... Yeah, my mind just goes... What? Other realms? Okay. So, Gregor, let me explain this to you quite simply. Uh, Ragnarok, I am assuming you know a little bit about this, but uh, nonetheless, I will explain. Yes, I know all of this. You know. Are you bluffing? No. Are you bluffing? Yes. <laughs> roll me a persuasion roll, please. <laughs> we're getting that one. <laughs> This will be his first map 20 of the night, won't it? Just bullshitting Amrius. <laughs> Nine. Seeing that you're protesting it a little bit much, it's just like, very well, very well, I'm sure you do know all about the realm. But just in case you do not, I will explain it for the group, because this may be pertinent for what happens next. So, I'll stick around. <laughs> I am very well pleased that you are, Ragnarok. Um, so... Eaflok, our world, and everything other than our world, other than our planet. The there, there are theorems out there that there are many other planets. <laughs> that every star is, uh, every star in the sky is its own sun that has numerous planets rotating around it. But nonetheless, let's call this Eaflok uh, itself its own realm. Apparently, there are other realms or domains that exist in tandem. Always in parallel, never to touch. And it is here that the deities reside, each have their own domain, their own realm. They cannot fully transverse across them. However, there are some areas where it is possible, due to something called the veil, the veil between realms. If you find a veil between realms and it is weak enough, one may even be able to traverse across into different realms. This is all hypothetical, of course. Um, a dimensional key, if you are able to find where the veil between realms is the weakest. It is said that you are able to uh, traverse. This is one of the methods for traversing. Theoretically, if you knew exactly where to search and if luck, was, luck and fate was on your side, you could go to the domain of a god. Why you would need to or want to is beside me. Everyone knows that if you destroy a god in their own realm, they will simply come back to life. Do pointless. we want to do this? Go into the realm of... Oh, 
Merkel. Oh, just to point out, uh, Gregor, that 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 was just the explanation. Oh, apologies, apologies. That was just the explanation uh, of what the realms and domains are. So, a dimensional key. There are three main times to use a dimensional key. Ah. Well, there are there are a couple, but the main ones are when you are along when you are next to the plinth of a deity. It may, if the the veil between realms is weak enough, allow you to transverse to that realm. Alas, this is an altar and not not a plinth, so I do not believe we are in any danger there. If you are in an area of high fey activity, then it will allow travel to and from the fey realm. If you are in any area where the veil is weak enough for any others, such as, uh, there is, um, I believe you have seen, um, the Tortles' newest apprentice, Vesh, the, 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 the apprentice for looking after the crystals. Oh, the little yes, squirrely yes. girl. She, <coughs> excuse me, Christ, that voice doesn't normally hurt, but it did that time. Um, she is what is known as a minch tim. A minchtim is not of our realm. It actually comes from the crystal realm. No one is quite sure where the veil is weakest. However, if we were to find it at that exact location and use the dimensional key, you would be able to go to Vesh's home. And of course, the situation where I believe we are currently in, if you are around a secret, something that one wishes to keep hidden for whatever reason, and you use a dimensional key, you can gain passageway to that secret. And how would you know? Would it be all those shiny things be glowing? He takes another look at the key. And with that, yeah. Uh, I believe so, so if all of the if all of the runes were glowing I would uh, of course this is only me hypothesizing here. I I've not you must understand that this is the first time I've come across it. This is only my usage of runes which allow me to even even hazard a guess. But I would assume that seeing as uh, realm hopping, as it were, is the highest order for this key, all the runes would have to be lit. So for anything less would signify a secret of some sort or something along those lines. So, it, so in your hypothesis then, there is a gate here, it's close, it's somewhere behind this wall. We're just not quite there yet. I would hypothesize that uh, there are either one of two outcomes. Either one, there is a gate, there is the, the, the weakness of the veil between realms nearby, as you say, behind the wall. Or two, the wall itself is the secret and there is something hidden behind there. Can anyone smash this wall now? <laughs> oh no, no, Ivok. The key is the door. A dimensional key, <laughs> as I say, allows travel, obviously, between dimensions. There is not a door, a physical door, you just simply hold out the key and turn. You see, everything so is just... For a door. Sorry, Rag, what were you saying? No, go on, you finish it. I had uh, the door itself. No, you create the door with the key. 
match the runes and turn the key. I'm going to see if Amarius keeps his temper here because he is spelling this out. He does. <laughs> Simply use the key as you would in any of normal lock. Imagine there is a lock it's in like front Paris of you to the Caribbean. in mid air. I do not know what Pirates of the Caribbean is, and DM note, I actually don't know. I've only ever seen like the first two, so. Because what with the map? The map? <laughs> is this a map to the treasure chest? No, the map's to the key. The key? What is the key for the chest? No, this is a map. <laughs> so, uh... it, you know what? It feels very much like that at this moment in time. It is a key. Even better, it is a drawing. Yes, Amis, Amis, if you just bear with me. All I am trying to resolve is when all those runes are glowing, it means yes. we are where we need to be. No, it, so all those runes if, are not if, glowing, if, which means we are not quite no, no, where I, we need to be yet. Ivok, Ivok, if there is not a dimensional dawn, it is simply a secret. The runes will not all light up. The runes will only light up if there is a passage between realms. Right, so that is the tricky all... thing. They're that not all the lighting up because what? Sorry. So, of one of two circumstances. That is the tricky thing about a dimensional key. It is not 100% accurate, as it were. So, or it is not 100% perceptible as to what it is. So, there is one of two things. Either there is a secret right in front of you, behind this very wall, and that is why it is only lighting up seven rooms. Or there is a rift, a, a veil, a rip in the veil between realms nearby, and it is behind the wall. Either way, I would suggest trying to turn the key in the air and seeing what happens. If nothing happens, then we know that there is a veil somewhere that needs exploring, and potentially knocking from the door uh, behind the wall. If it opens something, then we know that there is no more re uh, veil nearby, and we do not need to waste our time much longer. May I have my key? You may, and he just kind of <laughs> just plonks the key on your... I'm going to turn around, and I'm going to mutter, infuriating man. <laughs> As you do, he kind of passes by and stands next to Rag. Is he always like this? He's all right. Just give him, just have a little faith in him. I think that's what he needs. Without sounding too insulting, my boy, I imagined that Ivok was the more intelligent of the three of you. However, you seem to grasp runes much quicker, even if I had to use some sort of analogy with music. So, we always... We all psychotic, but... He is, he is the most intelligent one, but we all have our different ways. He's got a lot of knowledge under his under his head there, but some people, I suppose, just grasp things quicker, maybe. Like, I asked for a different way of, of training. Ivok has his, has his own unique way. Can I hear anything? Sorry. Uh, hear sorry, Ivok, what were you saying? Can I hear anything? Uh, you can roll a perception if you want to try and overhear, yes. It, they are only about <laughs> yes. five, ten feet away, so it's not going to be a difficult roll as such. Oh, <laughs> 18. What did you get? I'm alright with what 18. I said. What was that, sorry? 18. Yes, you overhear this entire conversation. Right, firstly, I want to make a note that in my head, I appreciate what Ragnarok said there. Fair enough. Just and like a little dialogue box in the top left corner, Ivor <laughs> could remember this. On the other hand, I jab this and key into his eye. I'm going to be 
maybe you're not such a great teacher. And then I'm going to turn the key. <laughs> <laughs> Let me roll something here. <laughs> um, you don't see this either, because obviously your back's turned, but uh, Gregor and Rag, from the corner of your eye, you see Edchard just with his hands crossed, just nodding slowly. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ivan, you, the the key is again. You hold it out and you turn it. As you turn it, you hear it. You take your hand off as the key is again. The key is now floating in mid-air. It keeps vibrating for another second or two. And then a blinding light seems to hit, like, not hit you, but kind of emanate from the key itself. It takes another second or so as this light continues, but then as the light um, finishes, finishes up essentially, you will then see that where there was the wall between the two, um, between the two torches is now a very dark passageway leading into a very dimly lit room. I see progress, gentlemen. Shame we could have got there quicker, but moving on. Yes, we could have got there quicker if one grasped what I was saying. If one just said turn the key, it would have gone a lot smoother. It is far better <laughs> if one learns than if one is told what to do. Well, if one would speak, actually, <laughs> in proper normal language instead of riddle and prattle on about information that we don't actually need to know it would have gone a lot smoother don't you think i do and if one actually listened to what one was saying they would realize i was not speaking in riddles but simple termature can i just walk by just walk in maybe yeah. people that <laughs> are just for our rooms it isn't so simple because you're just speaking in all complicated terms that you don't need to all I was asking is if all the rooms are glowing, does that mean we're at a magic door? And you went into a big speech and went on and on and on, like you do with everything. If you're saying this, yeah, people are just kind of fat. They're not pushing through, they're just edging around both you and Amrius. Even Ebchard just kind of pushing past and everything into this small room. And as you're saying this, Amrys is glaring at you before, just... And I believe that I told you numerous times that not all the runes had to be lit up. There could be two main reasons as to why they would light up partially, and you kept on bloody well thinking, oh no, it must mean that there is a realm somewhere else, rather than just try the obvious thing, which is to turn the key and see what happens. You know, it's not really the things you're saying. It's more how you say it as well. You're always, well, it's like this and like that, don't you know? And it gets to me, day in, you know, day out. You're responsible, Isaac. It's up Can to I just... you. I will hold you responsible. You know what, Isaac? I am not angry at you. I am just disappointed <laughs> and he just walks he walks up into the hidden room I'm, I'm I was going to say I was... <laughs> I'm seething I am seething now My I'll turn around to Ivok and say Ivok just leave it Magia Magia that's it can I, I just say... turn to Rag can I just turn to Rag up I thought he was supposed to be a monk 
In training! I, I said it was unique. I said he was unique. As, as you're saying that, as you're trying to calm Ivory down, again, you hear... Um, you just hear the group just kind of rustling around in the, in the hidden room. I was going to say something there, but nah. Nah. He's going to say what? <laughs> I, I was going to basically say that Amrys is kind of like calling and I just teach him more stuff, but I thought, nah. <laughs> uh, that, that would that's not what he would do that's just specifically to get a rise out of um, Ivor which would not happen <laughs> but nonetheless everyone has now kind of made their way into this hidden room so um, also um, Gaz if you on your like item list and stuff um, the unidentified key that you have you can change that to the dimensional key, and I will send you a proper description of it after this session. Nice. It has now been fully identified. Now, I just need to find the actual description of where you guys are. Okay, so... Uh, da -da -da. I was going to say, as you, as we walk into this room, I'm just not going to touch anything and uh, just have a look around. But as I'm doing so, I'm just twiddling the ring that's on my hand. Ah, the invisibility if, ring. Yeah, just having a little play with it, see if I can try and get it to work on my body. No look. It's just a band of invisibility that's travelling up and down your finger. But as you make your way into the room, you see that it is a dimly lit small room consisting of a small table, a food preparation area, and a fireplace in front of which sits a chair and a table. Due to the light only being coming from the fireplace and a few candles around the room, a lot of the other end of the room, the eastern side of the room, is plunged into darkness. You guys yeah. can explore a little bit. Can I use my shape of the flowing river and get some of that fire and put it over into that side of the room? Uh, if that is what the shape of the flowing river does, then yes, you can indeed, yes. Yeah, I can That's control it. one foot of it. I can turn it into like one foot or something and move it around into any shape or form or okay. direction I want. Or... What distance is that? It's quite far. Okay, as, as long as it's more than, say, like, 20, 30 feet. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's at least 50. I think it's way more now, though. Oh, yeah, you're, you're completely fine, then. So, yeah, as you've, as you've kind of, like, calmed yourself down slightly, you've noticed this fireplace, and you kind of... You do a little bit of hand movement. You breathe in, hand movement around, reach towards the fire, and you're kind of almost, like, moving it with your hands. And the fire kind of lifts out of the fireplace, and swirls around the room, illuminating the entire room for a brief second before settling at the other end. So on the other end, um, you can see now uh, that there is a bed with a cabinet directly opposite. There are four chests placed directly behind the bed, so two of them are directly against the wall. The other two are kind of like on a diagonal following the wall around, with one of them next to the cabinet. Um, nearby as um, as it continues closer towards where the fireplace was is that um, cooking area 
Uh, getting placed against the wall it is a wooden preparation counter with what looks to be a steel stove burner. Um, the, the candles that are on the table are still lit and you can see that that is an eating area essentially. There are a couple of bookcases lined, across, uh, lined around. Don't this look very suspicious? I'm just going to have to check without fire. You've got an altar. I've, 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 You've got I've, a I've... hidden room. Sorry, and one at a time, please, guys. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. I was like... All I right. was going to say... I, I... Go. <laughs> <laughs> you go. I was just going to make a joke, but never mind. Oh, sorry. <laughs> i kill it. I just, I just want to check with the fire it's a concentration spell so I need to either snuff it out or put it on someone so is it like in the dark area was there any candles or anything that I can relight to light that side as well or? unless you want to set like the cabinet or something on fire unfortunately not you'd have to kind of either I know. disperse it across the lake candles I know or back into the fireplace let me let me let me help with something I'll cast dancing lights oh yeah got that <laughs> Okay, yeah, uh, so now... You... Sorry, go I've on. got four four torch-sized lights, which I will um, just light up all the dark areas on either side with the four torches. Yeah, so now, yeah, you can fully see this room quite clearly. Like I say, there is a small wooden eating table, basically. There are the remnants of a couple of meals on there. The candles have burnt almost down to their wicks. Where the fireplace is, is a tattered red old rug. There is a small kind of like table like a, a side table um, next to which is a plush red chair um, on the table is a small book um, lined like I said around the corners next to the fireplace are two bookcases although the bookcases are either bare or they look like the books on them have pretty much crumbled there might be one or two in there still though um, the bed itself you can now see is a small double bed that has a very stained like uh, covering on it and the little bits of mattress that are poking out you can also see are very stained too. The sheet is a dark green which has numerous holes over it and the frame itself is a simple wooden frame that has been worn down over the years. You can see that even though it's still standing pretty much any force might be enough to make it collapse. You can see like I said that there are four um, cabin uh, four cabinets, four chests around the back of the uh, bed itself. So here, 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 and here. Um, doo -doo 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 -doo. And the cabinet itself looks like it's made out of an oak wood. It looks relatively battered, but it is closed at this point in time. The counter has numerous burnt-out candles and the wax looks like it's kind of providing a thin layer over the counter. Rag, you said that you were going to check out the chest, yes? Yeah. Um, chest well, one, stand, two, three, I'm or four. I'm just going to stand watch. All four? Which one do you check first? <laughs> one, two, three, or four? <laughs> Can I check a two and three at the same time with each hand? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't lost one of my hands you can yes but as you reach towards the hat you kind of like on both of them as you lift like say, before he lifts up on before them. he lifts it can I just turn to Ebchai uh, not Ebchai um, 
Iva could just go. Aren't we supposed to touch anything? I thought we were supposed to. Uh, Offerings, sacrifices. I don't think. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, yeah. <laughs> I was you're saying, oh god, yeah. You just see Rag just kind of like try to push these up. Rag, roll me a dex save with disadvantage because you're you're double fisting this. <laughs> Ten. All right, so your right hand, which is pushing up number three, completely fine. It pushes it up. Oh, fucking hell, I keep on hitting my mic. It pushes it up, and it kind of swings open. And for a split second, you can see a chest that has torn fabric. Sorry, excuse me. Torn fabric, a couple of empty glass vials, and two scrolls in it. However, oh, you that last one. one again, you cut out there. Oh, sorry. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it might have been because I twatted my mic. Um, I got the two two glass vials and then. Uh, yeah, so you got torn fabric in the chest, a few empty glass vials, and two scrolls. However, you are unable to really take this in, as your left hand, which is kind of tried to push open, you feel kind of like a a sharp, heavy pain in your hand as the chest goes bites down on you. Dealing. Ooh. Dealing. Is that the right one? Nope. Dealing five points of fit piercing damage and four points of acid damage. So nine points of damage in total. As this chest oh, clamps down on your hand, as you as it clamps down on your hand, you try and try and pull your hand away, but it is just jammed Trapped. into it. Um, you get my get my leg on it, try and prise it out. So as you try, please roll me a strength Can I, can I assist? Uh, yeah, I'll assist as well. It depends how you're going to assist. How explain how you're assisting him? I'm just going to grab his arm. That's not like just um, just before it's gone into the chest, and just trying to yank that out. Okay, um, Ivor, how are you doing it? Well, I think if I just saw his hand trapped in the chest, I'm going up, getting my fingers on the rim. I'm going to try and pull it up. Okay, so so Gregor. I want you to roll me a strength check. Ivok, I want you to roll me a dex save. What about me for trying to prize it? I'm going to wait for Gregor's check. Uh, 17. Okay, so Rag, you can roll me a strength save with advantage. You say dexterity? Yes. Eight, 18 for me. 18. and Okay, so how this works is, right, you have your... Oh, I've just realised that the soundtrack's literally cut out now. How this works, Rag, is Gregor is kind of like, he's got his arms around the arm that isn't kind of like trapped in. Um, 
it's kind of like yanking it for you. Either your you've got your hand kind of like under the un, under the rim of this chest, kind of like trying to prise it up, and Rag with one hand you're also trying to prise it up. The three of you working in tandem just kind of throw the lid of this chest up. Rag, you fall backwards, but your hand is very bloody, and you look at it. It's not quite scarred or damaged, but it looks like if it was in there for much longer, it would have burnt down a little bit worse. Okay, now, what, what's in the chest? What's in the chest? Now, look. As you're, lo- As you're looking at the chest, it takes you a second, but you notice that around the rim there are teeth. And out plops a long tongue. Mimic! The chest makes a noise. Mimic! <laughs> I'm gonna run up from behind it and get back to the group. <laughs> uh, you can't go behind it because it's in front of you against the wall. Oh, right, yeah, so I was in front. Right, okay. Yes. You know, this is a problem. I'm doing it wrong, yeah. Because I'm saying, can I assist? And yeah, I need to be going. Nah, I'm getting my hands on now. I'm going to rip it back. Right. Yeah, I was going to say, you tell me what you're doing and I will tell you if that's an assist or, you know, like, if that's just your own little thing as well. Okay, so yeah, just tell I me, just dra- tell me what you're doing, what you want to do, and I'll just tell about you to drag him back need. a bit. Yeah. Say that again, say that again, sorry, Gregor. Sorry, I just grab Rag and just try and drag him back a bit, like just away from the the big tongued treasure chest. Oh, look, what the f- Actually, can I, grab it, can I try and grab its tongue? chop it with my axe. <laughs> I'm going to allow this before I ask you to roll initiative if you want to stay around this mimic. It's not going to... Yeah. So roll me... What would that be? So you're trying to catch before, it, its tongue. I was going to say, before he it. does this, can I say something as well? Yeah, go on. You've got... It can't be a long thing, though, because it, this is literally happening. You've got... I'll tell you what, I'm going to put a timer on. Well, I want to do have, something as well, then. I'm going to do this all in tandem, but not at the same time. You've got three seconds to speak, Gregor. Three, two, one. Ivok, no fighting! Okay, that's that. Yeah, that was just under three seconds. As you say that, Rag, you have three seconds to do whatever you're going to do. Three, two, one. Yeah, I want to wrap all three tentacle rods around the tongue. So you pull the tentacle rod out. Uh, three of them, you say? Yeah, all three. And Ivor, what were you doing again? Sorry, you were trying to catch the tongue and well, attack yeah, it. Well, yeah, like, I'm thinking, like, I'm seeing the tongue, so I just wanted, I wanted to quickly grab it and then try and hack the tongue off with my axe. Well, I'm okay, holding so it with a... With a you might be holding it. Succeeds. Yeah, if you, so, if you manage to hold it, of course, then yeah. I'll just chop <laughs> I was going to say, so what we'll do... Is we'll do rag first. So rag, roll your rolls to hit, I guess. Is it to hit or to grapple? Are you trying to grapple it or are you trying to hit it with your tentacle rod? Uh, I'm trying to grapple it, to be honest. Okay, so yeah, roll a strength check against the mixed strength save then. And I'll just shout to Gregor. Do you want <laughs> Do you want us to kiss and be friends? <laughs> That's a natural one for me. <laughs> Okay, uh, let me roll my shit first and then I'll ask you to do the other stuff. (laughs) 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 Oh, lordy. Um, mm. 
Mm. I bet you hit me, don't you? <laughs> oh no, it's uh. <laughs> Let me just roll, roll, blah, blah, blah. Let me just roll up the house rules for a second. I need to check something. When I remember which one it's on. It's always bad news when you get a natural one, isn't it, for us? Oh. Okay. So, um. <clears throat> Would you like to know what I rolled on the D100, or do you just want to see what happens? Just, just do it. Just do it. So as you whip the tentacle rod out, you kind of like almost, yeah, you kind of whip it. So you, you pull it out and whip in one solid motion. A tentacle springs out towards the mimic. Excuse me. It misses the tongue completely and reaches into the chest itself. The mimic's tongue wraps around the rod and yanks it, pulling you in. As it does, your hand is leaning forward. Once again. You feel a sudden sharp pain. Much, I much, much stronger this time. I need to roll a couple of things here for you. I work. Am I still grip? Am I still gripped onto Rag as well? It, the force of it was enough to just rip Rag away from you. Okay. I work. <laughs> I'm a bit concerned about my axe that's now plummeting down to us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, no. Close. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry, As it comes sorry. down... You deal the final it, blow. As it comes down... You feel the sudden sharp pain in your hand as it clamps on fully onto your arm. You, you pull back, like you fall back, but your arm is still stuck in the chest as so the rest of you falls away. <laughs> you are dealt 42 points of damage. Oh. 42? Oh, God. You kind of, you yes. sprawl back onto your, you sprawl back onto your legs and your back grasping your hand as blood spurts up from the stump where your arm used to be. Oh, God. Do you want to know what you rolled? Go on, then. Go on. Two. Oh! There's nothing I could do with a two. 42 points of damage. Beyond crashed as well. So yeah, it is. It's kind of bit off, just just below your actual um, elbow itself. But your what arm was that, Rag? Was that your left or right arm? I didn't specify. No, you didn't. So I'm going to say, what what arm do you like the most? Your left or your right arm? Well, I, I'd say it's ambidextrous. So okay, I'm going to roll a d4. One and a two is your left. Three and a four, it's your right. So at least if I say if it is ambidextrous, then it'd be alright with either arm. His uh, left arm's gone. That's better. <laughs> <laughs> no! No! I'm good. 
Ivok! What? What? What was that? Sorry, Ivok, you cut out there. Well, I don't know. I mean, this is all in very quick time, isn't it? So I'm going to assume it is. my axe has just hit the ground. <laughs> it and I'm unconscious eaten. as well. Okay, so Rag has kind of, yeah, he's sprawled back onto, he's literally sprawled back onto his back, grasping his bleeding bloody stub as he does. As he does, he goes a very pale, pale green. He's still grasping his arm and then suddenly his, his other arm, his right arm, his intact arm, just kind of slumps down. He goes limp as his, his stump, which is still spurting quite a lot of blood, kind of like hits the floor. Ivor, roll to hit. I was going to say, as he's doing this, can I go over to Rag and cast Mending onto his arm to stop the bleeding? Give me a second. Let's see what Ivor has rolled first. <laughs> I swear to God, Ivor, is that a natural one? It, it is, yeah, isn't it? Sort of. <laughs> what do you mean, sort of? Like, I'm trying to think of a way I can blag it that it's not, but it is. <laughs> okay. Um, just to let you, Gregor, know before I um, have to roll up a D100, you know, we're, we're actually getting, we're an hour and ten minutes in, so I think after this little scenario, it might be time to call it before I do it. Before I accidentally do a fucking total, you know, like, full party wipe. Mending will not work like that. This spell repairs a single break or tear in an object you touch, such as a broken chain link, two halves of a broken key, a torn cloth, or a leaking wineskin. Yeah, I think we've had this conversation before, haven't we? Multiple yeah. times when either you or Rag broke your leg. Um, so oh, that was it. Yeah, of course. Uh, it'll have to be uh, cure wounds then. Okay. To stop well, the I'm... bleeding, I would have thought. I'm gonna roll uh, this first. Oh, come on. <laughs> gonna... Guess you use your radar. <laughs> I, I need to just double check something here as to what this means. Um, so, obviously with D100s, it's quite interesting how things go. So, um, let me just check something. It'll just be me playing next uh, in the next couple of weeks. What? It's just to see how this goes. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to save characters. Sorry, it's just because it is literally a one in one hundred chance that this has happened. So I need to check something. Uh, da -da -da. Sorry, so Greg. Um, you know what? While while I'm checking this, roll your. What were you rolling again? Your healing spell. Um. Your wounds. Yeah, I don't need to roll anything. It's just touch, and it should just like happen, and they just heal a one d eight. It's cast. Oh wait a minute. Equals. Creatures you touch regains the number of hit points equal to 1d8 and your spellcasting ability modifier. This spell has no effect on the undead or constructs. Okay, so how much health does he recover? I only recover 1d8 plus 5. Okay, so roll your 1d8 plus 5. 
Ivok, I am so sorry about this, but um. I'll say he heals at uh, 11. Alright, I want the first okay. one. <laughs> yep. Uh, Rag, are you conscious yet or are you still out cold? I'm conscious now. Okay, yeah, so, um, Gregor, you, is... you kind of lay your hands on him and try to heal him. No, As he no, does, no. the blood stops flowing. Sorry, Rag, what were you going to say? No, wait a minute, so, I have 38 first points of damage. So, 42 would mean that you're on minus 4. Yeah, but I had 38, then I minus 9 from the first time I got hit. Yeah. And then minus 42. Oh, shit, yeah. So, uh, what was it? 38 minus 9 is 29 minus 42. Uh, oh, I should know that off the top of my head. Uh, 29 minus 42 is minus 13. I say it'd be two hit points. So it's forty-two plus nine, which is fifty-one, right? Yes. Right, so I'll just say it's fifty-one off it there. Wait, what's your total health? Thirty-eight. So what are you on minus numbers? But it doesn't tell me because as soon as you go below zero, yeah, another screen comes up saying same failures and successes. It doesn't tell you okay, the minus okay. anymore. So what's your full what's your full health, Rag? Sorry, I will come to you in a second. Thirty-eight minus what's yeah. your total damage? Sure. <laughs> so it's forty uh, fifty-one damage that was. Fifty-one, yeah, forty-two minus nine, so fifty-one. It's minus thirteen. You're fine. Minus thirteen, and and you've just put me up by eleven. Yes. Right, so, so you're minus, minus two. two. Okay, so, Rag, as I as Gregor has tried to heal you, I need you to roll me a death saving throw. Yeah, death saving throw. And how do I do that again? D20. It is a. I think it's just a straight. Yeah, it's a straight up D20. Seven. <laughs> Alright. So, uh, that is one failure out of three. So, Gregor, you you kind of lay your hands on Rag and you kind of stem the bleeding. You feel this warm already out of you and it kind of swells around Rag and the bleeding stops. God damn it, Rag! Why do you have to go for the chests? As you're I'm saying that, you hear Rag's breathing just kind of... <laughs> <laughs> As he has failed his first death saving throw. We'll come back to you in a second, Rag. Ivok. <laughs> you, you might be about to join him. So, uh, Ivok, you swing your axe down, and as you do, once again, the chest mouth just flips fully open. Your hand goes all the way into the chest. <laughs> Clenches. I need to roll the damage first to see what happens here. I'm fairly sure I know what happens here in terms of... But let me just pull up its sheet. Is Two this not a mimic ones. as well? It looks it sounds like it. You yeah. definitely didn't steal this from Dark Souls, did you? Nope. But, you know, because both of you got natural ones and as a nice little peek behind the DM screen here, you both rolled single fucking digits. 
God. Do you know what I've got? One worse than Rag. What is that uh, one? Well, you got a one? You got a one. <laughs> what? Shit. Oh, that's like that a one is. in a hundred. <laughs> yeah, that is one in a hundred. Do you know how rare it is to get a one and a fucking two? That's very rare. That is one in a hundred. You sure you're not using a con? <laughs> no, I'm using two dice here. Uh, so that's <laughs> using the gun. Plus... Calculated a bit up there. You haven't lost your armor as well, have you? I'm a two-weapon fighter. <laughs> I'm a two-weapon fighter. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> I'll train with my teeth. <laughs> let's be let's be stumpies together. <laughs> yeah, I'll try and lose the other arm. We'll just fight as one. <laughs> <laughs> Then. Sorry, I am almost done on this. Um, I do have this though, Revivify. You don't have a diamond though, do you? Shit, no I don't. Remember we said last session when it's big ones, yeah, like I you know, see... reviving someone. I was kind of hoping that you wouldn't notice that. Nope, <laughs> I mean, I need, I... I need diamonds that are worth 300 gold. <laughs> I am, um, you guys wanted me to be more... Yeah. Brutal, and yeah, I like it. I like it. This is roll three. Oh fucking hell! <laughs> this is roll four for that type of damage. It's got to be in the hundreds, isn't it? <laughs> no, it's not quite there, but... Uh... It's not quite there! <laughs> Wait a minute, don't we... If we get double... If we get, like, yeah. past that, that's instant death. Yeah. yeah, it is, yeah. What is it? If it's... I know it's definitely it's your HP in the mines. And if it's half the HP... No, no, it's if it's your full HP. So say, like, you've got 50... If you reach minus 50, mm. you're dead. So, do you want me to break up the different types of damage? Do you have any kind of damage resistance at all, Ivor? Uh... <laughs> no. No? Okay. I, I, I didn't say that. Okay. I do. I think it's bludgeoning, but I'm trying to find it on here. Unfortunately, if it is bludgeoning, that doesn't matter. You want D and D Beyond? Yeah. Just below where your your HP is, there's two little two boxes yeah, that say defenses and conditions. Oh yeah. Resist oh, where it says open. resistances, immunities, or vulnerabilities. Yes. Yeah. 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 Tell me you've got something there. That's all it says. You click on it. It'll, oh, if you click on it. It'll, <laughs> oh no. If you click on that box, it'll open up a sidebar and it'll say no resistances, yeah. <laughs> immunities, or vulnerabilities. Yeah. So, no <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not going to break down this damage. Um, however, I, how much is your total health, please? I'm not telling you. Please, <laughs> please, please tell me. 
No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh wait, what am I doing? You sent it in Discord. I can just look on that. <laughs> All right, it's well. Well, no, no, because twenty-six. What? Twenty-six. Are you kidding? That's your max health. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh no. Oh. <laughs> Ivok. I'm so fucking sorry. Ivok, as Rag has kind of sprawled backwards and fallen on his back and passed out, and you can hear his gurgling as he's struggling to take his last breath. But, well, hopefully not his last breath, but as he's struggling to take a breath, you are, you are filled with rage, you are filled with anger. For the first time in a long time, this is real, pure, brutal anger. This is... A friend of yours might just about die. You feel that calmness that monk majesty that you had just break anger flood you and you give in you raise your hand axe up to the sky and you slam down as hard as you can unfortunately you don't realize what a mimic can do the mimic splits in half at the top so rather than using the hinge the top of the chest just splits in half revealing a gaping maw full of jagged, sharp teeth. Your hand goes all the way in and you lean in, following through, unable to stop yourself with the sheer inertia of your angry swing. You end up over halfway in. So not only is your arm reaching down into the chest, but also half of your torso. It happens in an instant and you realize only far too late that it is too late to do anything as the jaws of the mimic <laughs> Close around your torso, ripping into it, tearing it apart, dealing 86 points of damage as Whoa. acid floods your body and the teeth tear apart. You kind of. It only takes a brief second, but you feel your top half and your lower half separate before you feel nothing. Gregor, you see as you look up from Rag, unable to breathe anymore. You see Gregos, uh, you see Ivok swing into this chest, into this mimic. His half of his body, up to around about just lower than his stomach, lean in. The mimic clamps down on it with a sickening. <laughs> it's the acid sprays across. And it takes a split second, and Ivok's legs fall back without the top half on. Maelstrom and the Thief is a Dungeons and Dragons show by Rollcast. Episode 13, The Temple, featured JB as Ragnarok, Coogan as Gregor the Last, Gareth Ryan as Ivok Mylart, and Tom Crabb as the DM. Intro, midpoint, and outro music were all provided by JB. Editing and sound mixing was done by Tom Crabb. With this episode more than ever, we'd like to thank the following for allowing us to use their ambiences and music. Adrian von Ziegler, Alexander Nakarada, Alexandra Zelenov, Darren Curtis Music, Kevin McLeod, Michael Gelfie Studios, Scott Buckley, Survival Spheres, 
Sword Coast Soundscapes, Technoaxe, and The Seventh Midnight. Full links to all tracks used are in the episode description, and all of these artists are simply amazing and the tracks have the ability to really enhance your sessions. So if you want to elevate what you're already doing, then please show them some love. If you like what we're doing and you want to show your support, then why not check out our socials? Follow our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash cast that role. Follow and tweet at us on Twitter using the handle at cast that role. And subscribe to our YouTube channel using the handle at cast that role. You'll be able to get episode updates and random bits of lore and information on both Twitter and Facebook, such as how our group formed, what the main landmasses of EF look are, how the pantheons of gods are decided, and many other bits of random lore and behind the scenes stuff. Our YouTube page has all of our current episodes up in a visual format, as well as a super long recap episode narrated by Tom and Amrius Reap, who is definitely not just Tom with a bad accent. And these are all also available in our season one playlist on our channel. Don't want to watch, but you still want to listen? We've got your back. Look for Rollcast on Spotify, Amazon Music, Podbean, Good Pods, and all other podcast platforms. Or, alternatively, add our RSS feed so you never miss an episode. Thank you again to everyone watching or listening to this episode. The ending was certainly a shock for all of us when we filmed it, and of course, with Rag's life still in the balance, there might be there might be some more heartbreak yet in store for Gregor and the rest of the expedition group as they try and survive the temple. But, if you want to know Rag's fate, as well as how Gaz will deal with the loss of his original character, you'll have to tune in for episode 14, Despair, releasing on Wednesday the 7th of June. I want to leave it right here and start it, but no, I... You have to, man, you have to. Do you want to know how much damage it is, or do you want to just know what happens? How do you want to do this? How do I want to do it? (laughs) How do you want to do this? Oh god. This might be rough for you guys, but it's fucking way rougher for me at this moment. In time. Oh, sorry, Tom. Are you alright? <laughs> <laughs> it's not like I've poured my heart and soul into developing your characters in this world and stuff. Uh, oh, it's like seeing a kid die. <laughs> well, let's make it as easy as I can for you, Tom. <laughs> yeah, do, you, do, you, do you want the damage, or do you just want to know what happens? Uh Oh, tell us the damage. Okay, I'll explain what happens with the damage then, because it kind of goes into tandem. 